Welcome back to the Smoke Shed Studio for another episode of the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode 11. My name is Matt. Cross from me is the man who puts the age and courage. Ken, how's it hanging? Hanging as well as usual. Thank you, Matt. Another wonderful intro. Appreciate it. And also in the Smoke Shed with us today, we have a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen, the regional distribution manager of Koval Distillery. Let's hear it. Otto. Hey, welcome, welcome. I'm in the city of energy in Batavia. This is incredible. I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to B-Town. Thank you. If you're new to the Cigar Social, uh, every episode we alternate who brings the bottle, who brings the cigars. It's tradition around here to start with the Stogies. In our last episode, Ken brought the smoke. Now it's my turn. The smoke today is a Drew Estate Nica Rustica El Brujito. Well said. I was working on that all well night. Well said. Uh, it's a Toro 6x52. Uh, the country is Nicaragua. It is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Mexican San Andreas binder with a blend of Nicaraguan filler. It's from the uh, La Grande Fabrica factory. It's a Drew State factory. The blender is Jonathan Drew and Willie Herrera. Price tag on one of these is about 576 MSRP. Super affordable um, and what I see so far, I gotten on the cold draw. Uh, I I can't wait to jump in, real quick. The story on the Nica Nica Rustica cigar. Uh, it is a tribute to Esteli uh, El Brujito, translates to witch doctor or the shaman. Um, this was uh, kind of a, an homage to that where uh, he used to use tobacco and ceremonial and medicinal rituals. This stogie has a rustic-looking uh, pigtail on top, closed foot. Um, El Brujito is not a pretty cigar. I'm looking at it right now. It's it's not a, uh, oh, wow, uh, type of cigar right off the bat. It's got some veins. It's the brown color. Somewhat rough and toothy uh, texture. But never judge a cigar by its wrapper, right, Ken? Yeah, we learned that a long time ago. So on the nose, getting... Leather, leather, I'm getting right off the bat, cold draw, I got like a smoky hot cocoa, smoky something, but with the closed foot, I won't toast it, I'm going to light it straight off the jump, uh, and here we go, immediately, um, let's, uh, let's see what this thing is all about, I see you guys lit up, what are your thoughts? I get the tobacco leather, for sure, on the nose. Yeah, I mean, now what, what, uh, what's the strength on this one? I believe it's a medium-bodied, medium-strength. Okay. All right. So that's... Yeah, right in the, the sweet spot, right in the middle. Yeah. It, it's, like I said, from the aesthetics, you know, it doesn't really catch your eye, that. But still, feels good. I mean, it's a tasty cigar. Like you said, you, you get that leather. You still get that wood from the cedar, for sure, taste on it. Uh, I like it. It is... I'll take another puff gets the job done is that the word i'm looking for more or less like hey if it i is. pick up a cigar i'm like this is what i'm looking for it hits me at it's not too crazy as far as strength goes and if it is like you said the medium medium can't go wrong i think it's good no right from the beginning yeah like uh like you said leather toasted type of flavor i'm getting but again for five bucks a cigar i mean you can't really go wrong with something like this i mean obviously we're just getting started but sure. so far no complaints um i will say though it's like Smoking like a chimney. A lot of smoke output mm-hmm. uh, so far. Um, 
Now, I have a question. Are the veins looked at as a deterrent when you're looking at a cigar? They are. So the veiny leaves are usually used for the binder, which right. is so on a cigar you have the wrapper that you see, and then underneath that is essentially another wrapper, which is not as pretty to hold it all together. And then you have the filler. Gotcha. And so a lot of companies want to have a very uh, pretty, flawless wrappers with minimal imperfections, minimal veins or anything like that. Um, but, yeah. So, so that would be like looking at my, my whiskey, which we're going to taste in a minute, and seeing sediment in there. So it doesn't look clean. It doesn't look super smooth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. A good comparison. There's another thing, too, as far as the veins go. You run the risk of having a runner. So kind of like a wick. Right, like the wick. Yeah, it's gonna run all the way down it too. Got it. Yeah. So, so you'll get some burn issues. Looking at mine, I'm you know, not really through the microscope. I do see a little. I think on one of mine here, barely. Um, but uh, like you're saying, the generally that's something you would see. You have the the filler, which is a, it's probably a long leaf filler. Yeah, the tobacco leaf is in the middle, and then the more of a tensile strength is that binder that holds it together. So it's kind of a little bit like a tougher type of uh, leaf, and then of course the wrapper, which is about 60% of the flavor. I, I, I'm drawing comparisons to the palm of my hand with, with, with these these veins on there. I might take the cigar to a, to a palm reader and see what's going on. Hand. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Read the cigar's future. Like, oh no, yeah. No, you don't want they to look at, They look at your hand, they're like, oh, you're going to be drinking early. Right, right. You know. <laughs> right. No, this is not the one for you. <laughs> Well, let's see how this thing progresses as we smoke it through the first third. In the meantime, let's get today's guest. Uh, Otto uh, is joining us today. We'll be drinking spirits from Koval Distillery. Um, we'll kind of drink a few spirits, drink a uh, smoke, see how it reacts, how it blends. Um, but first, just so we're all on the same page, I did want to, something that we haven't brought up in a previous episode is the two different types of pairs, two different types of pairing. You have your complement pair. This is where you match your body with the body of what you're drinking, body of cigar, what your body of the, the drinking, to kind of match. This is what a lot of people will tell you to do. Oh, yeah, you have a, a, a strong cigar, drink a strong whiskey, things like that. Uh, basically, if you're smoking like a full-body cigar, you're, you know, want a full, you know, th pretty much self-explanatory. Um, contrast pair is something that you don't normally hear about, but is really fun to do. This method uses the... Uh, the opposites of the spectrum to maximize the flavors brought out by both the drink and the cigar. So essentially, you choose a cigar and drink that contrast each other in body and flavor, and that'll bring out the best in each other. So I think we're going to probably witness that because we have some samples here on the table here, and I'm sure we're going to find a medium-bodied drink that maybe we can see a complement pair, and then there might be something on the light side or something on the strong side that we can kind of see the contrast pair. Makes sense, yeah. We've got we've got four different whiskeys here today and three gins as well. I know they say that gin doesn't necessarily go with cigars, but I think I've got a couple uh, a couple ones that might. So I'm excited to get into it with you guys. Thanks okay. again for having me. Oh, no question. I'm looking at everything that's before us here. Like I said, it's like a kid in a candy store. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Otto, you brought a couple bottles. Uh, but let's start with uh, the name Koval. Um, where, where does that come from you know it honors both robert and sonnet now robert and sonnet are founders at koval which i'll tell tell a little bit more their history their story in a moment here but it 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 honors robert and sonnet's heritage in yiddish the word koval is a nickname and it means someone who like a blacksmith forges a head 
or does something new or out of the ordinary. Now, Sonnet's great-grandfather, Emmanuel, he earned the name Koval. Um, at the ripe age of 17, he surprised his family, and he emigrated from Vienna to Chicago in the early 1900s to start a business, thus paved the way for the rest of Sonnet's family. Now, on Robert's side, the last name Koval is incredibly common Eastern European surname. Its direct translation is blacksmith and is equivalent to the English-speaking uh, world to having the last name of Smith. Mm. Coincidentally, the surname of Robert's grandfather, at whose side Robert actually learned the art of distilling, which we'll get into, is Schmid, German for Smith. So the name Koval honors both men, and Koval's founders are, made their extraordinary decision to leave their, you know, their, their careers to make some of the most unique whiskey in America, which we'll we'll talk about for sure. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I like that history. Yeah, that See, is. Uh, it, it's, it's quite the history. We've come across some good products out there, and what immediately resonates with me is when you have the detail and the connection with it, a little more sophistication. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's kind of like buckle up because there's going to be, you know, darn well, there's been a lot, a lot of quality and a lot of effort that's put into the product. Especially if you start off right the bat, if we're talking about how the name has been contrived, and here we sit. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. That is, uh, yeah, I, I love that history behind it. I'm, I'm <laughs> still kind of like absorbing that. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So that kind of explains uh, the name and what inspired it. And I, if I'm correct, that it was founded in 2008. 2008, yeah, we've been around 14 years, but it, it, it wasn't that easy. And so when Sonnet and Robert came to Chicago from Washington, D.C., which I'll talk about in a moment, there were laws going back to prohibition that wouldn't even allow for a distillery. And so Sonnet actually had to go down to Springfield, the state capital in Illinois, and lobby to get the laws changed, which he did. And so effectively, we, we became the first distillery in the city of Chicago since the mid-1800s. Since prohibition. Yes, yes. and, and th thus paving the way for the craft boom in the Midwest, for sure. But backtracking on that a little bit, you know, prior to 2008, they were both living in Washington, D.C. Uh, she was a tenured German professor, and he was a press secretary for the Austrian consulate. Wow. And they'd saved, you know, a little bit of money. They were going to buy a house in the suburbs of D.C. and pretty much a city that, you know, I can't speak for them, but it sounds like they didn't care for the city all that much. No, you know, no disrespect to D.C. out there, but, sure. you know, Sonnet being from Chicago and, 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 and Robert being from Austria and having three generations of brandy distilling, they took a leap of faith, you know, it was almost a black sheep. Let's let's just go try, let's try this. And so mm -hmm. instead of buying that house in DC, they moved to Chicago and bought their first pot still. And after getting the laws changed, they set up, you know, in a little three thousand four thousand square foot studio front, their first still, and started making spirits. That is yeah. Awesome story. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible when you think about it. It it is. The um so Robert, I was he like third-generation family distiller? Yeah, and so he comes from three generations of brandy distilling. Ah, okay. And really what makes Koval unique, and we'll talk about it more, is when you're, you know, the technique they use for brandy distilling is using only the heart cut of the distillate. Okay, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us about that or yeah. you know, the so, idea at least? Yeah, so, so the distillation process, for those that are not familiar, that first 10% that comes off, that's the moonshine. You know, uh, that will truly make you go blind, right? Yeah. We actually take that 10% and we use it as, as a cleaning agent for, for the equipment in our distillery. Smart. Right. And the next 60%, that's the filet mignon. That's the part you want to drink. The last 30, those are the tails. And so what a lot of, you know, companies will do is they'll mix the hearts and the tails together. All right? At Koval, you're not drinking any tails at all. 
And so people might ask, well, what do you do with the tails? And we actually redistill that to become the base for our, our liqueur line. Hmm. All right. And so you're drinking the purest form of the distillate. That's what ma makes it so smooth and so bright, for sure. Speaking of now, smooth, yeah, speaking it, of bright. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to let you continue. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm getting thirsty. Yeah. Let's do that. So <laughs> let's do a, let's, let's, what are we starting with? We're going to start with our bourbon, right? We've mm -hmm. got the bourbon. Yep, sure do. Uh, very interesting, uh, I guess, grain combination, unique mash bill in that it's 51% corn mm -hmm. and 49% millet. Now, to be a bourbon, you just have to be 51 corn, made in America, and aged in an oak barrel, which we are, all right? But a lot of people out there, they're 51 corn, but you have no idea what the balance of the mash bill is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, all right, we're very transparent with it. We're 51 corn, 49 millet. You're going to get the sweetness from the millet and the heat from the corn. For those unfamiliar, millet is a cereal grain, obviously found here in the States, but also found in Africa. It's found in Asia. It's used as a rice substitute in Eastern Europe. We believe we were the first distillery to actually mash ferment distill millet as a grain. So it makes for a really approachable, but very, very, you know, kind of unique combination there. What I know about millet, you know, very little, but isn't it like a variety of different grasses? It's a, uh, a lot of different species that Correct. Creates, you know, yeah. creates the millet, right? Yeah, and when you, you can actually find it in, in bird feed. It's those tiny little pellets in bird feed. Yeah, I mean, so you probably got, when it's put together, you probably have a variety of different tastes that come out of that. Oh, yeah. All right, you know what? We should just. Let's, let's, let's just, just do it. Let's yeah. dive right in. All right, gents. Cheers. Cheers for sure. On the nose, on the nose, I'm going to get a mango chutney a little bit. Wow, I do get the, the mango. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah, so you're doing witness tampering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a melon type of, for me at least. Can I dissect them? How, uh, how, what's the age on this? So you're looking at about four years on these. Oh. Um, you know, we don't give an age statement. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're only using the heart cut of the distillate. Yeah. I think what you'll find is for those that are, are aging both the hearts and the tails, it takes a longer time for those tails to get worked through when it's aging. And so when you're only using the heart cut, you can age a little bit less. This is one of the, I'm not going to use unusual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Definitely exciting different tastes. It's like it's a, something. A unique. Entirely. I, I a, a unique bourbon. I mean, we've drank, I've drank a lot of bourbon. Enough to float a battleship. Just a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but this is definitely different than I, yeah. I would say, unlike anything I've ever had before. There's there's definitely some, some vanilla notes. I was going to say, I get the sweet and I yes. get vanilla. Yeah, and then sure. you're going to get that almost that classic bourbon burn at the end, that, mm -hmm. that peppery finish. A little burn. Yeah. yeah, yeah in the throat. throat. Yep. For just sure. a little bit. Not, it's not, not bad. overwhelming. It's right. More like a warming yeah. is what I would say. And it goes well with the cigar. I did a, a quick uh, pull uh, and sip and... Pull and, and swish. Pull and swish. <laughs> mm -hmm. The old pull and swish. You're looking at 94 proof on this. Okay, so it's not crazy high octane. Right. We're also coming to find when we're at that. That's when we seem to be able yeah. to discern those flavors a lot better. Yeah. And they, they're definitely in line here. And don't get me wrong. I've had some higher octane stuff. I mean, I have a bottle that I was sipping on this week that was 115 and a quarter or 115 and change. And I'm like, no burn. Like, yeah. there was just nothing. There was a flavor bomb. And I'm like, whoa. Like, I was expecting a, a 115 proof, not a, like, what I, it tastes like, a, like an 80 proof. Correct. It tastes correct. like a truck, though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. 
Single barrel, right? So everything single barrel Cabal, correct. So you get probably a variety of different tastes because it's so unique. Yeah. Um, is it true? 30-gallon barrels? Is that what you guys use? Yeah, we do. You know, we, we started with 30-gallon. We then went to 53 for a short time, and now we're back to 30. We realized that 53 just wasn't us. Okay. So we're, we're back to uh, back to 30-gallon barrels. Because the 30 makes it more, you know, basically more specific. Absolutely. More okay. All right, and, so you can... yeah, I was mentioning earlier about the tails, and so I like to draw this comparison. So if you ever go out and you have a couple cocktails and you wake up with a pounding headache, you're like, why do I feel like crap? All right? you probably drank a lot of tails. And when you come visit Distillery, I welcome both you guys and all the listeners out there. Please come see us. Um, those tails actually smells like a wet dog. It's basically the sedimentation. It's the bottom of the distillate. Is that, is that what Malort's made out of? I'm still hung up when you drink a lot of wet tails. I'm like, you know, we, you we love Malort. You know, We've got a great relationship with those folks. Oh, sure. I dr- oh, I'm the one guy in the group here that will drink Malort. Well, we, have the, you know? we have the Jepson's bourbon, and yeah. that was actually surprisingly... Yeah. Really good. I mean, I, I had, I was surprised. Yeah. Yes. Um, is it, uh, so what I understand, Koval is one of the largest independent and women-owned craft distilleries in the U.S.? That is correct. You know, we have a presence in all 50 states now, um, and we're shipping to about 60 markets globally at this point in time. Yeah. And so, you know, when you look at a full, fully independent, family-run business, you know, taking no outside money and kind of, kind of built this thing and, you know. It's it's pretty remarkable to see what we're doing, to know that we're grain to bottle, all under one roof, and it, it's made right in Ravenswood, and it ships out across the world at this point in time. I was texting you when I was down in Tennessee, Yeah, and I we're right outside of Chattanooga uh, in Ottawa, and I think it was that day I went down to the local liquor store, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, they have a wall of bourbon, and sure enough, there was Cobalt. I'm like, wow. There was Cobalt. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 The, uh, and also, too, when you get back to the, the tandem, the husband and wife team there yeah uh, seemed like a very good credible pair now robert is he he's consulted probably more than anybody in the uh, united states like 100 different 190 different distilleries something like that correct and so we actually have a consulting arm at coval as well um it's called cote they still and so what we do is we teach people how to distill not only teach but we set up distilleries across the world We've educated about 3,500 people to date on the art of distilling. Wow. But we've also set up about 200 distilleries across the United States and the world, for that matter. That's incredible. We, we just set up the largest distillery in Uganda. Uh, we're setting up uh, distilleries in, in South America right now. Wow. And so for us, it's about educating people on craft, right? Because you know, I feel like Americans were taught to drink cheap and drink fast, probably as a result of prohibition. A little bit, and so they don't understand the the art of a you know fine craft spirit, and so we're in this game wholeheartedly. And so somebody might say, well, "Why are you setting up you know a competitor?" And for us, we just want to educate people on craft. See, yeah, that, that's incredible because now you know I don't want to I don't want to leave Sonnet out because she basically, from what I can tell, uh, very impressive academia. Uh, yeah. So it makes sense with the teaching instructing. Uh, I know she's actually done book translations and a host of other things, and yeah. Uh, so, um, that's incredible. Like I said, that, that marriage or that, uh, union together, it sounds like they got a winning team that's put together a great product and they've become. It's like a distilling power couple. Hey, yeah, let's call it that power couple, for Re- sure. Remarkably intelligent folks. Yeah. Remarkably. You get that immediately. Yeah. Just a little bit you read about yeah. them. Uh, well, I mean, who would have thought to, you know, go with, um, you know, a millet mash bill? I mean, yeah. that's something that 
I, like I said, I've never heard of before until this. So yeah, once again, it sounds like a very progressive concept, and you know, it's it's obviously they brought it to America in this sense. But what they've known is, you know, from a worldly standpoint, which is, yeah. like I said, when it started, when you start reading about where the name came from, like, yeah. okay, let's let's take this ride and see, you know, how it bit. And it's like as you unpack it, you're like, okay, I get it. You know, it starts with yeah. the leadership again. The um, you know, again, we've got a very close relationship with a lot of other craft brands out there. But some, some that come to mind that we've either consulted for or set up equipment or what have you, um, Journeyman in Michigan, uh-huh. Few, Love Journeyman. Few in Evanston, um, High West, uh, Angels Envies was one of the first no to sit, in, wow. at, to sit in, in classes that Robert taught. So, you know, we're almost considered an OG of the craft game at this point in time. And that, so, yeah, we, we've had a... Did well, not know that. They, 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 the names you're throwing out there... Uh, yeah. I do, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know those names. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. even just started drinking. This is like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. It is. I'd like to see my head. You see the vein in my head, right? Like, what, what did you just say? I'm going to go lay down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I'm not laying down. we got plenty more to drink. Yes, so. we do. We'll be laying down later. Uh, so how long have you been in the industry? You know what? I, I've been in the hospitality industry for almost 25 years now, but I knocked on Koval's door just before um, quarantine just before uh, COVID hit, hit the shores and said, I can sell anything. And um, they hired me to kind of close the gap in distribution. At the time, we had a presence in 40 of the 50 states. So they said, go figure out the 10 other, which I've done. And um, so it's been about three years working for Coval, but I've been in the hospitality industry in, in some fact, you know, factor for many, many years. Having lived in New York City and worked in nightclubs, uh, ran nightclubs, creative director, promotional director at some of the largest nightclubs in the country out in New York. So wow. here I am in, in the shy selling whiskey. So mm-hmm. it's great. That is, uh, are they hiring? Uh, I just want to work for the company now. Well, I don't know. What, I'll, I'll push a broom. <laughs> you, you, you can be a brand ambassador anytime you oh want. Oh, my gosh. I uh, <laughs> I just love it. It's a, good, it's a good vibe, basically incredible story, but it's nice. Yeah. You know, it's, once again, another thing that makes America great, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I like this. Yeah. I do. I'm going to. Finish this, and uh, we'll go on to what? Where do you want to go with next? I, I, yeah, I, I want to go to our rye, which like, is. I want to play chess with these bottles. We right. <laughs> We're going to move on to our rye, which is one hundred percent rye. You know, I like to say this isn't um, this isn't your grandfather's rye, in the sense that it's not super hot. I think some people are are kind of shy away from rye because it's too hot, but this is truly what a rye tastes like, being one hundred percent. No, you're good. Are you good there? Yeah. There we go. There? Yep. Okay. 100% rye on this. Okay. And just so you guys know, we locally source within 100, 150 miles of the city of Chicago. So we're supporting. Yeah, we're, we're supporting the Midwest Farmers Cooperative. All of our water is pulled from Lake Michigan as well. Uh, we're a certified organic product. And so. Uh, organic, uh, gluten free? Everything. Wonder, yeah. Um, locally sourced, gluten free. Organic uh, and kosher? It is kosher, correct. Yes. Yes. Because it fits the criteria of, you know, what, I mean, how, what, what, what constitutes it being kosher? Yeah, and so kosher is, it's, it's, part of the, it's part of the Orthodox Union, and so it's not necessarily just, you know, the blessing of a rabbi. That really sure. has nothing to do with it. It's, it's the fact that we're using um, no artificial flavoring at all, no sweeteners, no additives in our products. It's a, and we locally source our grains from kosher and organic certified farms in the Midwest. 
Um, wow. Kosher certification has nothing really to do with a rabbi's blessing. Right. Um, it's a third-party certification, and it's organic. The focus focuses on traceability, uh, transparency, transparency, and purity. So, for example, many colorings um, are made from bugs. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm. Um, that would not be kosher. Since we're not using any colorings or flavorings, it's not really an issue for us. And so people yeah. might say it's just a rabbi blessing, and that's not really the case. It's no, be I, uh, and all that stuff. yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I just was wondering where it is, and you said the traceability. And there's certain things that, you know, are considered kosher versus non-kosher. Correct. You know, Correct. So certified kosher, certified organic, woman-owned. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're checking boxes. All of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, when I said that caught my eye, too. Woman-owned, and I'm like, that's fantastic because yeah. – uh, they do need to be represented more in the market of both, I, I believe, not only in, you know, the uh, whiskey market or, you know, the spirits market, but definitely cigars, too. Absolutely. Uh, so we, we've often talked about that. We, we need We're more of that. We're still trying to find the woman-owned cigar company. So there's yeah. got to be one out there. There's got to be gotta one, be. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or we... Um, I know that um, uh, El Titan de Bronze in, uh, in Florida, uh, that's where uh, Black Star Line and uh, mm-hmm. Herrera... It's uh, Willie Herrera's mother-in-law, I believe. Yes. Um, she runs the the shop. She runs the you know factory. But as far as an actual brand, um, woman-owned brand, I don't. I haven't found one yet. Yeah. Um, what also caught my eye was uh, the the millet that you talked about. It's also high in protein, high in fiber. Oh yeah. High in antioxidant contents. Yeah. Like this is like like you said. Just here's a box. Let's check it. Here's a box. Let's check it. That's that's. Pretty awesome. Yep, a lot. A lot of thought has has gone into this, you know, in, into creating Cobal. It, it's not. It's not a company that's you know looking for a quick payday, no. wants to sell to one of the big guys and is out. You know, we're we're in this thing for the long haul for sure. Well, yeah. When you start with that story, I'm good right now. Thank where you. they had come from, what they had done, what they had accomplished, and then decided to Cheers. say, hey, let's go ahead and do something. Clearly, they got into something that they. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a vision with something they enjoyed, and one of those deals with, well, you never work a single day in your life if you enjoy what you're doing. Yep. Correct. Uh, Correct. And it even sounds like it's one of those onward and upward concepts where here you have, here's what we like, this is what else we can do, and like minded people are going to be attracted to that. Um, and you're going to find opportunities you didn't think they were there yep. until you, you know, open a door and, like, oh, that's there as well. And they're well equipped to go in and advance whatever comes the way. I mean, I. You can see me. I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. It's like everything that goes with it. And what's racing through my mind, they could be doing this. They could be doing that. Gosh, you know. I can't wait to have you guys to the distillery oh, sometime. I, uh, can't wait. I can't, yeah. yeah. And meet Son and Robert and oh, some other be. team members there. And um, obviously the listeners out there are always welcome to the distillery. Just drop the name Otto. You're good. Drop the name Otto. <laughs> Tell them the Cigar Social Podcast sent you. That's there right. You go. <laughs> uh, I'm about to dive into this rye real quick. All right. I haven't t- Yeah. Let's, let's go down yeah, there's plenty of spice. Um, it offers mm-hmm. a smoothness that you're not going to find with other ryes. Um, some people are kind of st- stray away from rye because it's too hot. This is about as smooth a rye as you're going to find at 80 proof. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, like I always am. Yeah. I hate when people say start a sentence with that because that means they're lying the whole time. Yeah, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not a rye guy. It's fine. And, and nor was I until I tried this one. This is smooth. On the nose, you get a maple for sure. Yep. Um, little candy corn taste. Yeah, it, there is like a spicy at the and, nose, immediately at the nose. I'm like, okay, there's like a spicy concept to me. All right. right. There we go. To me, that's about as smooth a rise you're going to find out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, and uh, I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, there's no there's no 
fire behind that. There's no burners. It is drinkable. It's very drinkable. Give me a second. I'm processing the data right now. Give me a second. There's smoke coming out of his mouth. Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm going to go back again. Because... That's what a hard cut 100% rye is going to taste like. Well, Ken likes to excite his senses, as he says. He's got to go, go on to a daily. A, yeah, on a he has daily a step down basis. Process. I might be like more of like a, on a cigar side, but yeah. he's the. So if you see me like stare off into space, it, it takes him a minute to. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to discern and. Okay, I, okay, I enjoy rye. Okay, they're not my weapon of choice, but yeah. when I have a good rye, and there's a variety of them out there, I've never tasted a rye like this. Nope. Um, I'm gonna have to take. Please, guys, bear with me. Just, just drink as much mm-hmm. as you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait. Tick tock, tick tock. Okay, so you know I'm running that step process all the yep. way through. Incredibly smooth is the first, you know, vignette I'll have to say. Incredibly smooth. There is no, no burn. None. Right. I which is that. which is common with a rye. I do yeah. get the, the pepper. Yeah, the yeah, pepper. and and that's the other part I was going to add to it. I can, I can't quite identify them with a word, but I know a bunch of different tastes, the different yeah. notes I'm sensing. Sure, you know I, it. I think a, a lot of that is you know to be a rye, you just have to be fifty one percent rye. But again, kind of back to what I said before, you don't know what the balance of that mash bill is sometimes. Sure. All right, it could be a number of different grains with us. We're 100% rye. That's what a hard-cut rye tastes like. Right it's 100% now. rye. 100% rye. Which is still wow. interesting and cool because it still lends to variety because, once again, you just we mentioned what, what, what makes up, you know, the variety of things that are out there. But you got rye, and you have your, your single barrel. Yep. So your single barrel, it's very succinct. Here you have it. Um, I know some guys what they, or gals, they like to you know, put a drop of water in there. They go ahead and, you know, and, and they, you know, I... Yeah. Don't really see the difference too much when I, I mean, it's phenomenal. Sometimes but I mean, I've noticed with a drop of water or the a, an ice cube per se, and, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I got the, the big square blocks of ice in my freezer, sometimes I'll use that. But I like it neat, just the way it was intended. But yeah. sometimes the water, the, the drop of distilled water, sometimes brings out the, the notes for the nose and kind of brings out some of the flavor. I have noticed that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm more of a, a neat, straight-out-of-the-bottle, this-is-how-it-came-out-of-the-barrel type of guy. And uh... and a uh, little bit off-topic, we're in the same chapter. Uh, I was reading some reviews about your uh, distillery and, obviously, in conjunction with that, the tasting area. Someone had reviewed and said, the clearest ice cubes I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was wondering what they were talking about. They had a big ice cube, and literally what they hmm. did is they put it in the drink, and they put it on top of a, uh, look like a menu, and you could read it yeah. through the ice cube. I've done that at one Some restaurant locally, but like, yeah, how, you know, does that, how does that happen? Yeah, that must be the water from Lake Michigan. It's got well, of course, love Lake, <laughs> Lake Michigan water. Okay, water is so clear you can you know, see through the ice. Oh, yeah, apparently, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting in itself, but it just adds to that measure of quality. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Sh- shout out to David Williams, our chief mixologist and and the head barman. At our at our, our bar at the distillery, I'll have to ask David what that is. Yeah, please throw out as many names as you can, because when we actually go there, I'm like, yeah. hey, I don't talk about well, you. And... I will be there when you guys are okay. there, so don't worry. Promise. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. Sure. You'll be our guide, okay? Yeah. Or Julie McCoy from Love Boat. You know, <laughs> from the Love Boat? It's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. It's a plane. He's that 80, the plane. Yeah. It's a plane. It's yeah, a plane. Well, well, no, okay, okay, now you're talking Saturday night, yeah. okay? That's Love Boat and then Fantasy Island. You may not. 
No. Oh, dude, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 84. Okay. See, I don't know any what you're talking about. God, yeah, I already know I'm 52. I know so. the, I know the means. Fantasy, I, won't, yeah, I yeah. got the two confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 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 I got a story for Fantasy Island. I'm like, oh, off yeah, like, we'll, we'll, yeah, microphone we'll talk, for sure. We'll get to your, sure. your love yeah. boat story when yeah. we're off air. I, I just remember my parents watching it. I like, creep downstairs. I better go back upstairs. Yeah, um, it's getting out of hand. It's Saturday night. Catch me, run. <laughs> Mom and Dad are watching Love Boat, and who knows what's going to happen next. I'm pretty sure my father had a mullet, and I think White Snake was playing in the background. Nothing wrong mm. with the mullet. Yes. Gosh. Okay. You know, I, I think as long as we're still on this ride train, I was pretty excited to, uh, to to present to you guys and bring a bottle of our special edition, new newly released, mm-hmm. which if Thank you guys God, want I'm a bottle, down. you might have to go to uh, the Koval store, which is 4241 North Ravenswood in the city of Chicago. That's on Ravenswood between Irving Park and Montrose, um, right at the distillery. We've got a store, a taste room, outdoor patio. But you can find this very special release there at the store. It's our bottled and bond product. Um, and it's a rye, 100% rye, obviously. For those that don't know, bottled and bond is, um, you know, it's got to be aged exactly four years. It's got to be 100 proof. It's got to be made in a federally bonded warehouse from, from one field. So it checks all the criteria. We're very excited to release this product. And uh, let's have at it. Let's try this one. Yeah. Oh Thank you, E.H. Taylor, for uh, sponsoring uh, Bottled and Bond when it came out. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. That is that one. And okay. I, yeah. All right. Let me. Outside of, you know, the folks at Koval, you two are, you know, two of the first to actually try this stuff. Thank so, God. I'm sitting yeah. down. Yes. I'm sitting down. Yes. We are uh, the, the, the first. Am I the only one? First, yeah. Misty eyed here? No? The first okay. civilians to, to try this? <laughs> yes. Normal Joe and Joanne or guys and yeah. dolls or golf. Well, yeah, we always say Joe and Joannes. We say Joe and Jim. I say, uh, okay, we on an episode, we went on guys and gals. Yep. And I thought it was guys. I was supposed to be. Oh no, you mean guys and dolls? He's like, no, that's a that was a play. That was, <laughs> yeah. no. no, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was Happy Days. You know, when you got you look on there and it's guys. Oh, on the restrooms. Yeah, in the restrooms for sure. Mm. Guys and dolls. All right, I'm excited because again, I liked. Actually, I will probably say me personally. And it's my personal opinion. I like the rye so far the best. Yes. And with that said. A bottled and bond rye. Okay. I'm excited. Again, special release. It's only going to be around for a short amount of time. As this is, is this is barrel number four C eight D two S. Single barrel. Mm. Have at it. Sounds four. like a robot. And I Star love Wars. yeah, like I, I love it. I love the stats. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Four years, right here. Mm. Bottled and bond. No, you gotta do the sniff at the mic. You gotta do the sniff at the and mic. It sounds the, like, yeah. Gotta, like I said in the previous, you gotta do the yeah. eye contact. I, was that? No, I said don't do the eye contact. That got, <laughs> that's what got weird. He doesn't understand. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's 100 proof. Okay. 100% rye. I'm going to take a, a pull off the cigar while... Uh, there is a distinction, right? Did you taste that distinction yes. from the one? Okay. Immediately, yeah. Okay. Right. Not as peppery. Uh-uh. Smoother, which I don't know how that's possible, because <laughs> the first one was... 80 proof, and this is 100 proof. Right, which yeah. makes sense. Um, My math's wrong on this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did they find... Did, yeah. Did they find element 115? 
Anybody who knows about UFOs knows what I'm talking about there. I know Area 51. Area 51 is where they talk about I've seen later. the Independence Day. Lazar was the guy that claims there's UFOs out there, right? Well, he claims, actually, what Lazar did is, back in 2018, uh, mm. apparently he was working on a craft. Yeah. Uh, to, and with that, to have the amount or the ability to go ahead and fly as a UFO would, you would have to displace the gravity field around the object yeah. itself. So literally, and, and still with being in line with the laws of physics. So what you have is the apparently element 150, 115 yeah. and 114. Together, that fusion, that nuclear fusion as it is, not only creates propulsion, but also the change, the change in the gravitational force. So it's kind of like a bubble that goes around the, uh, the craft, and with that, that's why it's able to go ahead and work past, you know, all the other things that we normally know from aeronautics. I, I think it's amazing. All it takes is a sip of cold ball whiskey, and all of a sudden you're talking about UFOs. That's right. Well, that's that's, I kind of do it with whiskey, milk, and uh, yeah. lay, I lay in bed, and I'm like, why did we not sign the Alien Accord so many years ago? And lasting yeah. last on UFOs, Mac Brazel. In Roswell, New Mexico, he was telling the truth. That was not a downed weather balloon. But anyway. It was not. Well, let's not even get into that. <laughs> okay? okay. I, I could take this. He knows I could take this. All right, back to this. Yes, okay? Back, back, I will say Back that, to the uh, bottom bunt. This cigar and that rye so far, best pairing. So the bottom bond so yes. far takes the cake? Yeah. Oh, boy. I For don't me? Know. I don't know. For me? I don't know. My uh, my uh, un uh, my childlike understanding of uh, pairings because we're not far from experts, but yeah, f- that's phenomenal. That is a uh, again, you're changing my my world here because again, you. well, the cigar is a, very good. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead, if man. I go to a store, I don't look at the rye section. I'm like, eh, yeah, right. I'm a bourbon guy. He's yeah. more uh, Ken's more of the uh, Irish whiskeys, Japanese whiskeys. Uh, I have scotches. my favorites. I I would. Can't dare I say a Renaissance man when it comes to the different types of brown liquor that are out there because I, I, I'm yeah. always, and then if he said my weapon of choice, it would be a very good Irish whiskey. Yeah, uh, I like Scotch, uh, and because of my friend over here, Matt, who is a big bourbon fan, I started leaning into that a little more, and he's not wrong. I mean, there are a lot of great bourbons that are out there. Mm. I'm trying to bring them into the fold for the other stuff. Yeah, he's he's pulling me into yeah. all of that. I I, yeah. I I expand his horizons with some of the the sticks that I bring, That's and and then he responds in kind. Yeah, yeah, with the <laughs> I like it. You know. It's a give and take. Yeah. Uh, my last comments on this: uh, good stuff. Um, it is. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say it's a toss up, but this is like I said. There's a different distinction with this one. There is, and I can't quite put my. You're saying from the regular ride. Yeah. This okay. one tastes different. There is something about it. I don't know if it's the body. The I, I'm not quite sure, but it certainly is very good. Yeah, you uh, lose the pepper, but like, uh, so, what is the distillery's like profile that they? You can't give away the secrets, man. <laughs> don't ask. I know Universe rewards those who yeah, ask. Like, uh, I can't. But I can't. But why is he doing this? It. He's got. It's like don't don't do like, that. Don't. <laughs> He's got the old hand of the throat. Don't you dare ask about the secret no, sauce. No, I because. Uh, okay? uh, yeah, it is uh, completely different than the, you know, OG rye, if you would. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this one has, uh, I would say, definitely uh, less I, pepper. Yeah. Same smoothness, maybe even smoother. Um, 
And this is in line with their progressiveness. So why would you know, why would you go to, to that? I mean, obviously, yeah, the it, reasons uh, make sense. You know, I, I, I we're grain to bottle all under one roof. So you know, we control our entire supply chain. If that did makes we sense. did we mention that earlier? I didn't hear that yeah, because so I know we, you guys are all kind of like everything you basically have control over. Right. right? So Every we, step of it. We mash, ferment, distill, bottle all under that one you know roof in Ravenswood. <sighs> so you know, almost a common practice is you buy pre-made spirits from somewhere else and. Yep. What a lot of companies do. We don't do that. All right. So we're controlling the entire process. And so I can't give away a lot of secrets. No, don't. But, don't. but, but that, that could be part of it. So I got a question. Yeah. Um, Unless it's extraterrestrial and you can speak freely. <laughs> for him. Not you. For, yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. Uh, <laughs> the aging process. Yeah. And I, uh, something I was thinking about last night. I've been to, uh, like, Kentucky and the Bourbon Trail, and I've been to Willett Distillery. I've been to a couple of different... And they have these giant rick houses that they, they store all these barrels in. Yeah. Where do you, uh, where does Koval, do they, do they store and age in-house, or do they have a separate location where they age at? Right, and so for a period of time there, we were uh, storing and aging right in Ravenswood, and we quickly ran out of space. Yeah. We were renting a facility just down the block from our distillery, and we just realized that it just didn't make sense. And so... We actually have a farm in Michigan that, that okay. it's sent out to. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a point blank question. Yeah. I'm listening to the you know the excitement of the myths, the legends. I heard you guys have a cave. Okay, <laughs> a cave on site. A and cave? I, is it like like a hole in the wall? What, I mean, were you? Hot? I mean, that's the first initial one, first rec house. We we have we have perhaps a, a hidden chamber. Okay, all right. Perhaps. Me not say perhaps. more. The cave that shall okay. not be. God, this legend we'll is getting out. Yeah, my yeah. gosh. Okay, all right. You know what? Hey, now we got a bunch of people. Can we see the cave? <laughs> you know, the tour, like, where's the cave? Yeah. You know, it's like Pee Wee Herman looking for the Alamo basement. So, so real quick, uh, can you tell us about, while I finish this delicious uh, bottle yeah. and bond rye, uh, the distilling process. Uh, how long does it normally take? And, you know, obviously we know that the aging process, for most part, is about four years or so. Yeah. How long does it take from uh, grain to bottle? Grain to bottle. So, I mean, you're looking at about a day for it's a few hours for, for the mashing, right? And then about a day for the fermenting, and then it goes to the distilling, and that, that can happen that day. So wow. mash, ferment, distill, wow. we're talking a few days, and then it's, it's barreled up, and then it's shipped out. And That's then it ages, ages for about four years. Yeah, three to four years. Where do you get your uh, barrels from? I know, uh, so some places, most places, I guess, maybe, I'm probably wrong to say, but they use new charred oak barrels. Yeah. Do you char your own barrels, or do you get the charred barrels shipped in? Ours are 100% charred from Minnesota. Okay, bridge cool. Up in Minnesota. See, now this opens up another door. You know what we're going to hear them about two, three years from now? They have their own farm. They do their own tree farm. Yep. And they That's make nice. their own barrels on site. You're getting to my, my future So, so you, <laughs> slipped, you slipped out and you went to the palm reader? Yeah. I, I did. Is that so what I did? Read the veins. No, no, I've been uh, actually accused of being a This is what the veins on the yeah, cigar told yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, been accused of being a psychic well, myself. Smoking, yeah. Well, keep smoking that yeah. cigar. <laughs> you know, once in a while dabble and, you know, I'm not going to read your palm. Mm-hmm. You said you have a formidable mm-hmm. hand. I'm sure it's got a lot of city miles on it. That's but uh, Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, that would be, I've never heard of anything like that. That's why I would be like, the minute we're talking about what's going on on here, yeah. like it would only make sense and add to the the legend, if you will. Yeah, I mean, considering we're we're controlling the process outside of actually making the grains, 
It would make sense. That would be really cool because you can top to bottom, you know, the old typical, hey, it takes 200 steps to go ahead and create, you know, that product. Yeah, if you were at that point and added that into the mix, you're like, okay, I, at least it's like this I got to see, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of deal. <laughs> you know? Well, that's why I'm <clears throat> not to take away from Koval, but like one of my fa- one of my personal favorite uh, distilleries, and uh, they make a lot of bourbon down in Texas. And uh, oh, yeah. they, they grow their own. They char their own. They, they, like, it is everything on premises, and it is an absolute awesome operation to watch. And they have a bunch of volunteers that come and dip bottles and handwrite on yeah. them and all that stuff. But uh, it would be, yeah, I, I would say, I mean, you've checked all the boxes at this point. You might as well <laughs> yeah. get a farm somewhere out in Plano and, and have a bunch of rickhouses everywhere and make it, make it the, the Midwest bourbon trail. We will. We will see what. We'll see what the. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We will see. Oh, no, what the yeah. Holds. Yeah. I will not confirm or deny. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, see that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what. See what the future holds for for Koval. But listen, there's there's a lot of great distillers out there. We've got respect for for sure. for many of them. And I'll give you an example. When you look at the country of Austria, all mm-hmm. right, that population um, is about the size of Chicago. Okay, yep. the entire country of Austria. Yep. If you guys had to take a guess, you might already know this. How many distilleries, now granted they're smaller, how many distilleries do you think there are in the country of Austria? If you had to take a guess. Okay, I know um, my guess, okay, is... Five. Probably around the... I'm thinking about that because at one time there were probably like a bunch of them, just like most countries have a bunch of them, and they've been incredibly scaled down uh, with other, you know, big-time people, big-time corporations, you know, when you have these conglomerate mergers and things like that under one umbrella. So I think five. I'm going to go with four. Four distilleries in the country. Of yeah, Austria. I'm going to go with that. Five. Yeah, I'm yeah. going with five. Oh, he's, How he's, about twenty-five thousand. What? That's a fact. Twenty-five. See, the minute thousand? he said that, his, his eyes lit up. I'm like, okay, we are way off the metronome on this. <laughs> Holy crap! Now, granted, a lot of some are very small. Okay. Okay. Now, independently owned. And so, I mean, for the argument, you know, what does it take to be a right distiller? I mean, what, what's now, the criteria? Right. And so, but to give an wow. example and draw a comparison to the United States, there's about 3,500 in the United States. So it shows right. you how far behind the U.S. still is in the craft game. Well, I always believe that there's always room at the top Yeah. for always when it comes to these kind of things, when it comes to scars, when it comes to brown liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that is incredibly intriguing. Now, when you're talking distilleries, to qualify us a little bit, are they all distilling? Brown liquor, or is it no? Okay, that, that brandy, vodka, oh, yeah. gin. Yeah, that would have been more of something that I probably I wouldn't have gone as far as twenty five thousand for yeah. no, no sake whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with based on the population. So what you're saying is we need to go to Austria, perhaps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what yeah. I, I mean, heard. okay. <laughs> right. Field trip. Yeah. He's just feeding us like breadcrumbs, and we're just <laughs> right. like, you know, gosh, that's incredible. That's a great fact. So let's get off this uh, this ride train, even though it was incredible. We're going to... Uh, I agree. Let's get on to this four grain. I am mm. very interested in that. This very is this is the only spirit that has more than two grains at Cobol. I'll pour. Please. Um, Just, I've heard the term happy accident in our distillery one night. Happy accident. Yes. Okay. Like a, okay, can I guess? I is didn't that know. a Bob Ross term? I believe so. Let me guess what they are. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, it shouldn't be that hard to guess. So we're talking about corn, barley... Uh, what am I missing? Millet, probably. And what am I missing, guys? The, probably one of the obvious ones, right? Corn, barley, 
And rye. You got two of the four. Fire away. You've got oat, malted oats. barley, rye, and wheat all together. Oh, wheat. There, yes. There's a lot okay. going on with this. A yeah. lot going on. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way, when we do re-release our wheat, because we had it for a while, highly encourage you guys to go to the distillery, 4241 North Ravenswood, and, and grab the wheat. It's absolutely incredible. But you get a little sampling of the wheat right now. This, um, as I mentioned before, happy accident that the distillery, we understand the bourbon space is crowded, as is the rye space is crowded. Mm-hmm. When you walk into a liquor store, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of four grains out there. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys to try it. Um, there's just an explosion of just amazingness in, in this product. Mm. Um, banana on the nose, banana what? bread. Yes, you're going to get very creamy mouth and then almost a scotch kick at the end because of malted Ooh. barley. So, I mean, mm. I'm going to ask a dumb question. But generally, I really believe there's you know there's no dumb questions. Just there's dumb, dumb people. Who ask them. Oh. And I'm going to be one of them. Uh, <laughs> difference between rye and wheat. Ooh, good question. Difference between rye and wheat. You know, I, I'm not sure that I, I can answer that properly. Okay, that, and that's fair. And the only yeah. reason, because that, like, governed my decision on what would be in the grain, because I wouldn't have thought I was going to hear wheat with rye. Yeah. Because I think rye is a wheat. I mean, they're all grasses. I mean, literally, all these. I would have to ask our, our, our farmer. Out okay. and, and I, see, I see you writing it down. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm good. writing it down. Yeah, okay. But I, you, I, I, anybody I, who's I, listening to us, like, Ken, you idiot. You don't yeah. know the difference? Yeah. Our, I think we have four listeners now. <laughs> I think. I'm one of them. But, uh, I'm the other one. So okay. we'll be, <laughs> there's two listeners, okay. what we're saying. We'll, we'll be doubled by then. There we go. Yes, for sure. All right, for before sure. we uh, yeah. clink, clink. Let's try this foreground. All right, I am excited. That sweetness, yeah. I uh, uh, like you said, you uh, tampered the witness, but I, I do get that banana. I get no hint of alcohol beverage. No, no, no hint. No, no hint. No of, hint. Like, yeah, if you were to give this to somebody and say, "Hey, smell this," they're I like, "No, this is not." Again, I don't really get it, which I think is a good thing. I, it's not. It's not an indictment. Okay, here we go. Oh, Four that's grand. unique. That is the the state of Indiana absolutely loves this stuff for some reason. Wow. Yes. Different. Give me a moment. Yeah, yeah. Take it all in. Excite your senses. Mm. <laughs> the, the, it, it's to me, and I'll, I'll let Ken take it all in. Thank you. The, uh, the nose is, like you said, banana bread, banana. Yeah. Like, that is immediately kind of what I get. Yeah. But the, the sip, the front, is just a plethora of... Yeah. Random flavors, I, I earth tones, yeah. Spi- yeah, and then and then you get that classic spicy kick at the end. This is about as close as scotch as, as Goval makes. Because people say, "Do you make a scotch?" I'm like, "No, we're not in Scotland." No, but this, if somebody says, "Well, do you have anything like a scotch?" This would be it. Yeah, because I mean, the scotches that come out of Scotland, ninety percent of them are blends. Yeah. You hit the nail yeah. on the head when you said Scott finish. Yes. Yeah, scotch I, I, finish it's, is it's, bang. It's reminiscent it of that. The front. Still trying to figure out the flavors. It is like the. I'm still. I'm wheel. still on the palate. I'm gonna go back. So I figured out the nose, and I yes, definitely a Scotch finish. But yep. Wow. It's like a okay. tasty, tasty, sweet. I don't know. I don't know. Um. But. No, it mm. actually is. I mean, what I really like about these, what I've seen consistently, um. I like our term, I've forgotten about the alcohol content of it because. When I'm 
involved in it, I go to my happy place, and then definitely involves whiskey or bourbon. Um, this one actually is a different room. You can see, and we've we've tasted, you know, the obviously the first bourbon, the two ryes that we've had, and now all of a sudden you're tasting this. There yeah. is clearly forty-seven percent. Yeah, so you're ninety-four proof on this one. So you guys are like spot on with where the alcohol contents. I think you've mm-hmm. locked that in. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about some of the parts equal the whole, you've got that. Where you've got basically that, what it, what it brings to it, and then click. Go ahead, Matt. You're going to say something like a tell. No, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm mesmerized by the oat. There is, okay, that's it. That is what is I taste. Is that the oat? That's what I taste. The oat? And is I had oatmeal this morning. That's what most of us geriatrics do. A, yeah, I haven't seen oat on a bottle, I don't think, ever in my life. And by the way, unless it's a beer. Probably yeah. a limited supply left, and not to change subjects a little bit. No, go ahead. But no. we do make a 100% oat product as well. Wow. That's only found at our distillery as well. I don't know if we're running low. 4241 North Ravenswood Ave. Thank you. In Chicago. Um, <laughs> yes, that's a 100% oat, which is absolutely incredible as well. So mm. I would. Uh, when you guys come, we will certainly sample that one. Mm. Yes. And, and anybody who's listening to this cigar podcast... If you ask me and you reference it, happy to show you uh, show you the ropes as well. Codename um, Otto. Yes, codename Otto. Yeah. And, let's, and, and let you taste you. Yes, the social podcast sent me. Happy to have you sample the wheat and the oat for sure. Uh, no, everything right now has been... Uh, and My one friend used to say I have a tendency to go ahead and accentuate and whatever, but I'm like, no, every, nothing is... This is beyond what I expected. You know, we've had our fair share of... You know, the cigar is good, but when you yeah. get, you know, something like this, it kind of like, here we are, 60-40. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but, I mean, that's the way it's built. So do you have any um, long-aged prod- products, like uh, like longer than a four-year? Good question. I was wondering. Or, and or, anything coming out soon that we should be looking out for? Right. So we do, we've, in the past, we've released an eight-year rye. Which is which is nice. We've got we're working on some things. Obviously, the bottle and bond. We have a, a maple a maple rye coming out this fall, which will be exciting. We have an Amarana product as well. That's a Brazilian wood oak that's going to come out this fall too. Yeah, Amarana. There we go. You guys. Yeah. Just when you. Yeah. Mm. And then you. Yep. <laughs> Amarana. You know, and, and when when Sonnet said, "Oh, we're coming out of Amarana," I had to look it up. On Wikipedia, because I had no idea what it was. Well, that's what you get. You got yeah. rarefied air with those two. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just sounds very intriguing. Yeah, you know, as far as uh, it's a Brazilian creativity, uh, yeah. creativity, and just like a, I, I, I'm gonna guess. I've never met. She sounds like a lovely woman, and I think she's just probably at a different level than most of us as far as what she sees. I mean, walk into a room and like, okay, she sees this, gets herself involved in something like that, and sees this, that, and the other thing we we would never see. So we'd have to be educated on it. Yeah, when when you walk into Koval and you walk in the offices and you know they're speaking seven different languages. I'm okay, like, where am I? Stop <laughs> it! Right? Stop it! Right? Okay, right. but but Stop yeah, it. so I, I had to look up the Amarana and it's a uh, Brazilian wood, uh, made with rum sometimes, but it's supposed to be absolutely phenomenal. We're going to taste it, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but that's going to be a special release this fall. So see, these are the kind of things that you know, suddenly I'm like, wow. So <laughs> you've mentioned you've checked. Uh, essentially, every box that I can think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see Koval in the next ten years? That's you know that's a good question. And I guess 
almost a, a tough question to answer only because you know we want to continue to support the craft industry right sure. we want to continue obviously to to grow as a company which we which we are i can tell you that coval is not going to be sold to one of the big guys you know yeah i, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. that vibe i get yeah. that vibe basically it, it, mm-hmm. that would be and that would be a mistake in my opinion at this point but right. you know i'm not the one when you look at you know every dollar that's made is reinvested back into the company all right um our founders are not sitting out on a yacht somewhere right now like they're they're in the office working seven days a week on this thing and sure we probably could have sold years ago but they're not doing it and they're not going to do it no and i don't want to speak for them but i can tell you in the next 10 years we're still going to be a very a very prevalent brand taking up additional space from from those that might not like it but it's a reality and we're going to continue to uh to, 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 to well, the people that don't, grow, I mean, if I don't to grow, be so bold, grow, if you're talking yeah. about people who don't like it, I right. mean, you, you're talking about some different standards of quality. Right. Um, when you look at, and I'll draw an example, when you look at the uh, Bacardi and what they what they did, mm-hmm. that was an independently owned. Sure. And um, look at them now. And so I'm not saying we're mirroring ourselves after them, but it's, uh, you can, well, I mean, you if can you draw get, some comparisons. You can, yeah, oh, yeah, so it, sure. what works. But the thing about it, too, is like when you're talking about when they first started in 2008, I mean, uh, they were still raising children. They were raising right. kids. And, you know, in line with that, you know, he made a dream come true. I mean, I guess it comes down to what happens when uh, your real life exceeds your dreams. And I yeah. guess you have to go ahead and break that and figure out, okay, what's my new set of dreams? Yeah. You know, that's how I, I live, at least. And then I and then I watch Naked and Afraid and realize, hey, <laughs> so I shuts the power off. This is where we're at. Right. Okay, folks. Another story, another time. But okay. And, you know, and it, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like Sonnet Robert were handed a silver spoon. You know, I, the, the the legend goes that they were maxing out credit cards in the beginning to make this thing happen. There's pictures of, you know, Lion and Rye, their, their two sons, in packing place next to them as they sit at a table trying to figure out the finances. Like, how can we make this work? But knowing it was going to work all along. Right. That's. I mean, that's the the yeah. backbone of something. Okay. Simple little problems that I guess, I don't know, the rest of us have or whatever. We're not problems to them. Yeah. I mean, just from, you know, the eye test. And and, and since that, you know, initial 4,000-square-foot studio front, we're now in about a 70,000-square-foot location a mile wow. south. Also Jeez. on Ravenswood between Irving Park and Montrose. Um, 42, 41 North Ravenswood. In Chicago. You. Yes. And, so, and uh, not only that, like, the astounding thing for me is to be at this level, 2008, Throw that number out there again. 2008. That's and here we are in 22. It's not a long time. No, it really isn't. In, in as far as the craft goes, generationally, how it yep. is, and especially when barrels sit in wreck houses for how long? The fact that, to me, the fact that there are so many, and, and we talked to a, a guy who uh, uh, a cigar owner, uh, Rafael Yaka. He was here. And he, he owns Don Rafa Cigars. And yes. He wanted to uh, jump into the cigar game, and he was like, I'm going to do something that not a lot of people are doing because I don't want to initially jump in a boxing match with all these different competitors. I want to make a product that not a lot of people have. So he started with the infused flavored cigars. Yeah. With the whiskey, bourbon, rye world, there are so many different distilleries out there. There are... I mean, not as much as Austria, apparently. Right. <laughs> but as we've learned today, there there are a lot of different competitors out there that are doing, uh, if you a lot would, of cool stuff. in a lack of the better term, the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
and Koval is doing something completely unique. Yeah. Uh, and pr- their products, I, the one thing I will say immediately, you can pick out their bottles immediately at the store, at a Benny's or down in, down in Tennessee, because their labels are unique. Distinct. Yeah. Distinct. Well, for sure. Again, in, in keeping it in the family, um, shout out to Dando Projects. Um, Sonnet's sister, Una, is the founder and owner of Dando Projects, and she does all of our labels. Okay. As okay. well. Let's drink yeah. to that. Yes, yeah. Let's drink to that. Well, my, my glass is empty, <laughs> but, uh, you know, your fault. Yeah. I think anyway. <laughs> think anyway. And, and uh, listen, as long as our glasses are empty, I think we should move on to some your gins. Your, okay. Some, some gins. Some well, you want to do that? Have we... Have we yeah. Covered it all already, huh? We, we, we have, and so we, we've sampled four whiskeys, um, and I brought three gins with us, one being a barrel gin, the other being our dry gin, and the next is our cranberry gin, which is absolutely out of this world. And just for the moment here, I mean, now we're done with the... It's like when I watched Avatar. I cried at the end because it was over. You too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and here we are, and now that these are done... No, we can't revisit them. I get, We can't revisit I them. I cried when Revenge of the Nerds was over, by the way, but anyway... I cried. I cried midway through it. Am I the only one that cried at the end of Free Willy when he like put his hand up and like the whale went over and Michael Jackson was singing? And we're still talking no. about Revenge of the Nerds. We're talking about Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. And you know how much furniture I broke watching Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank God I was a college kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what do we uh, <clears throat> nerds? <laughs> so with that, yes. Uh, let's just go ahead and say, uh, do you want to pick your favorite child now or later? I'm going to pick my favorite child after we get through the next three. Okay. Um, okay. But as long as we just sampled some whiskey, why don't we move on to when whiskey and gin had a baby? Whiskey okay. and gin. And by the way, this baby? is kind of a landmark thing for the podcast. We've never had. We never had gin. Nope. No? No, no, no. Some might say whiskey and whiskey and cigars, that's a thing, but I feel gin and cigars can, can pair well. So here's the thing. That's why there were more than one Greek god. Yes. I'm staring at the table, and I'm not a big gin guy. Uh, I, I personally think some gins taste like a like a Christmas tree. I'm fine with that. But I've never seen a gin that's not clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I right. see... Uh, Two of them that aren't clear. Five bottles on the table. Am I missing one? Oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah, I had to put my laptop. Yep. But yes. So, but I see a gin. Is this a gin right here? That's the barrel gin. That's, that's, that's one we're going to try. And then there's this one, right? Yeah. That is not clear. That it has color to it. Again, it's when whis- whiskey and gin had a baby. You're looking at 13 botanicals, a white rye base, same as our dry gin, which we'll try after the barrel gin. All right. Um, it's it's aged in our in our cask for six to nine months. Makes an amazing Negroni. A lot of butterscotch going on with this okay. thing. Okay. So we'll start with the dry gin. No, I think we start with the barrel gin because okay, the barrel gin right there. I mean, yeah. in my sphere of influence, I know the people that I run with i don't think any of them have had something like that so yeah when i come running back to them and said hey i wouldn't say that but so again I, i'm going to start with this one only because we just finished with the whiskey oh, that's so, a good transition yes well put yes and yeah. so we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll hit the uh the barrel of gin and then we'll go down to the uh, the dry gin and then the cranberry gin. Uh, how's the cigar? So, to me, halfway through, second third, and in case you didn't know, cigars are essentially broken up into thirds. You have a yeah. first third, second third, 
and final third. Teach me. Third, third. Yeah. yeah, the first third, the official. First third, amazing. Uh, uh, again, price point uh, versus flavor and strength. I'm a big fan of the... the uh, so Drew Estates has a, a reputation of making... Uh, he, Jonathan Drew is uh, like the Willy Wonka of cigars. I mean, I... I, I joked with Don Rafa or with Raphael, but like, yeah, I mean, same concept. He was like, he does sweet tips, he does infused, he does this, he does that, he does the acids, he does the Liga Pravada. He so he's got he's all part of the the huge spectrum. He does all these flavored cigars, uh, infused cigars. He does this, which is not an, a flavored infused cigar, but then you know the next step up would be your Liga Pravada, mm-hmm. uh, you know, high end uh, premium, if you would. Um, but I mean, shoot for for five bucks, six bucks a stick. Oh yeah, for this, five bucks. I mean, listen, I'm buying this for five dollars. I told sure. you, especially I told my wife, a, and I'm like, this. this that's a no brainer. If this is good, yeah. for five bucks, I'm buying a box. Like this is this is this is one of the deals that I mean, we talked about the variety of people that smoke them, and there's people who into it. You know, it's a science to them. For the person who enjoys a cigar, they wouldn't know if it was a five or a fifteen dollar no. cigar. Um, you know, another thing, too, in, in the spirit of organic, you know, cigars are truly the expression of an ag- organic. I yeah. mean, they really are. There's, nothing, there's, there's no additives. There is nothing. That's, you go, it's all leaf. Yep. Uh, there's nothing added to it, you know, and, and that's how it sits. Now, when it comes to the cigar, yes. Would I put this in my humidor? Yes. Would I go ahead and offer this to somebody else? Of course I would. Uh, and the nice thing about it, like we said, is it's affordable. Yeah, and, I can ask and, you, Otto. What do you think? I mean, and, if you could just sit so, back with this. Yeah, so, so for someone who's not a cigar aficionado by any stretch, um, to me, this is a $15 cigar, a $20 there cigar. There you go. There you go. And so when, when you turn around and tell me it's a $5 cigar, I'm like, that's, that, no, there's no way. All right, it's a yeah. good cigar. It is. No question about that. I, great, I, great pick, Matt. I'm going to go ahead and ching yeah. ching to that. All yeah. right, I'll go there. Right. And then at the end, there we, we rate. Yeah. We got a lot of rating to do. I know, but we might not rate. Well, we might. I, I don't know how we'll rate. I don't know. Well, like we did with uh, when we had uh, our last episode, we had Brother Chim Brewing, and yeah. he brought a bunch of howlers. I'm like, how do you rate drinking five or six different things? Like, <laughs> well, I think we're gonna have to. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to pick. We can rate. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, he. All right. He's. We can rate. I can sure. tell he's. Uh, he's armed. But uh, as far as the cigars concerned, so far, I'm, dude. I'm. Yeah, like I said, I it might not be a pretty cigar. It's not something you'd hand to somebody who's well into the cigar industry and be like, here you go. Even unlabeled, you're like, oh, what is this thing? They're going to say the veins are like a... Yeah, veins. It's closed foot. It's got the pigtail. This is probably the most critical we've been of a cigar ever, right? But it's it's got but, good smoke output. The well, ash is white. It's burning evenly. I had to touch up a couple I, times I, just I, because I was talking. But I mean, I've had to touch that. up a few times. I don't know if a ventilation issue or whatnot, but I mean... Normally, I like these things wrong anyway. But then again, that cap on the end there was a little different and new yeah. to me. I mean, the Jesus, little, little we're talking, this is less than a gallon of gas. Indeed. For yeah. one cigar. Yeah, it break. is. It's I filled it. up just now and I, before and I this episode. Yeah. And I, I, I might as well just give him my bank account. Yeah. Like, it was... Would you walk a mile to get this cigar? Walk a mile in to get 72, this cigar? 72 degrees. Yeah, I okay. think I would. Okay. I, I honestly, yes. Yeah, okay. I think... To save answer, gas. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. How about you, Otto? Would I walk a mile? Yeah. I mean, you were like a marathon kind of guy, right? Uh, I used to be, but, you know, life got a hold of me with the kids. But I anyway. Can, I um, can tell it does Oh, you too? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a good scar. Talk to me when you have grandkids, okay, friend? Yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and we're talking. But, barrel, right. barrel gin, Koval. Here we go. All right, guys. Um, again, when Whiskey and Gin had a baby, age six to nine months. Um, a lot of orange citrus on the nose. There's clove. There's butterscotch. There's... Yep. Woody mm-hmm. Healy right is there. Yeah. The minute you said it, I could smell it. Yeah, yep. Woody, Woody Juniper thing going on at the end. It's fun. It makes it amazing Negroni, too. So. I will say, <laughs> there's no Christmas tree here. No. Again, because we are, our gins, our gins are not Juniper forward. Right. Okay, and so a lot of people... Who've had a gincident back in the day, right? Sure, sure. right, right, right. Okay, um, right. that's the evergreen tree. Can I use ev- that? Oh, sure. Okay. The evergreen Trademark. thing going on. Okay, you yeah. know the pine tree. The yeah, yeah. I can't Which remember what problem. I did last night. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. And I so lost vision in one forward. eye. Right, we're not yeah. juniper. We're citrus forward with ours. So I mean, for me, and I need to be educated. Uh, now, how many people actually drink gin neat? Is it more of a mixer? Because I, I immediately I'm like, I could see, you know, something with simple syrup, something with you know. Oh, you throw this in some lemonade, uh, and you're money. you know, I mean, yeah. and I don't want to go ahead and debase it, but I'm just saying, you know, that's what what reaches me as far as what I know with gin. But as it stands alone, yeah, it is. I because every time I do this, I'm like, oh, I'm expecting a brown liquor. Mm-hmm. Close my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the floral. The, yeah, the, I got the. Yeah, uh, I went to the, the brightness you know, about it. Right. Yeah, the brightness. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it covered all the palate. Oh, oh, lemon zest. So, so you've got lemon zest. You've got you know cardamom, orange citrus. in there. Very yes. citrusy with, with 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 our. There's no question. My wife would enjoy something like this with some oh, kind yeah. of mixer, a little tonic, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, See, my my wife is a, a whiskey. She's she's southern, born and bred. So so we give her a bourbon. She gets, she's happy. She's got whiskey. Whatever. She's what I didn't hear. Southern, born and oh, bred. Okay. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. But um, you give her this. And I have a, a mother-in-law, actually, who is a big, huge gin fan. And I think next time she comes, I'm going to have, I'll, I'll, I will have this bottle on hand. I dare you. So, again, citru- dog dare me? <laughs> citrus floral forward, for sure. Uh-huh. Versus the pine tree and evergreen Christmas thing going on. That, that Our gins don't resemble any of that. I get the, the, like the lemon peel. Yeah, or orange peel, some citrus yeah. peel ish. And I'll tell you what. I mean, I think right. I don't know if it's the gin base or whatever like that. I can really taste the distinctions as opposed to. Right. I really can. I can everything you said. I mean that, that when you said that orange peel, and as you said it, I was actually drinking it, and I'm yeah. like, all right, there, yeah, it, is, there it is, and yep. it's citrusy and leading the witness. No, he, he wasn't even. It was like <laughs> you know, like always. That's what we say in our podcast. I'm like, yeah. I want to go in there with just an empty mind. Which is easy to do yep. me, and uh, I'll taste some things, but I can't really articulate it. Yeah, and and I was asked a question before, like grain about how long does it take? I mean, with our gins, as soon as we're done distilling, it's there. Like you're not aging at all. However, with our barrel gin, that's just six to nine months in a barrel, and that's it. Mm. And then it comes right back to us. Versus, and the color. Yeah, versus the four years, that's it's not as color. dark. You see how light it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I mean when I yeah. see it's got color, but it's not dark because you're only looking at six to nine months in a barrel. Yep, that's all. What well, is actually kind of genius? Actually, when you're bringing now, do you that. age the gin in an old bourbon barrel, or what do you age? What type of barrel? Do you... Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's why you said bourbon yeah. gin had a baby. Got yes. it. Yep. Well, yeah, I, mm. you didn't catch that immediately. Sorry, Matt. Wow, 
I'm just a little slow. <laughs> We've been drinking a lot of booze too. Yeah, we're drinking a lot of booze. I had two scratch. Yeah. I had two screwdrivers down yeah. at the farmers market. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a minute. Lost on a couple scratch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Lost a couple scratch offs. Yeah. You know our, oh, well, farmers, our you know. farmers market down here. So Bar Evolution down at that we have the a, a very great farmers market. You get beignets and your yeah. you know all whatever. But Bar Evolution uh, does like a mimosas and bloodies if you want. Right in Batavia. Right in Batavia. Yeah. Shout out to City ever, of Energy, man. Have yeah. you ever heard of Batavia for today? I'm just going to so ask I'm like, you. I looked, at the, I looked at John, who owns uh, Bar Revolution. Yeah. Man, uh, so you got, you got you have vodka. I don't want a mimosa, but can, yeah. can you make me a screwdriver? He's like, well, hell yeah, I can't make you. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, so that's that's my weapon of choice down at the farmer's market. Okay, well, that would be mine, too. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah I don't, I, when I do go to farm, we have one in Glen Ellen we go to, and my wife loves it. Yeah. But I, I kind of like disengage. To, uh, to, to answer your question, yes, have you ever heard of Bata- Batavia before? Yeah. Of course I've heard of Batavia. Um, had I been here before? No. Okay, gotcha. Um, was it a hike to get out here? No. The interstates work? Yes, they Does do. it look serene and beautiful? Absolutely. I will tell you one thing, and, and I noticed that you are you, you you mentioned that you were an East Coaster at one point. And, and a Chicago. And here we go. <sighs> when I first moved here, yeah, you know, I was... <clears throat> Uh, a couple pounds lighter. Yeah. Because I was running and, you know, I took the trails and I would run and all that. And people here actually wave with all five fingers, not just one. Yeah, yeah right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, guys? What are you talking about? In Jersey and in New York, it's a different wave. I'm just saying. Well, what, what is, okay, do you tell. I mean, I'm from Chicago, so. It's a flip, flip the bird thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I was like, oh, hi, you know, I, I would, you know, give them, give them the old nod. Yeah. And they would wave and say hi and how you doing. And I'm like, and I, I looked at my wife when I, or at that time, girlfriend, I'm like, man, this is like Pleasantville. Like everyone here is well, just this way in the tri- happy. Well, the Tri-City well, area, you got St. Charles, Geneva, and Batavia. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of like yeah. posters stamped together. And they all got their different things that bring to the table, but they have the same type of taste, if you yeah. will. I mean, granted, we are an, an hour west of Chicago, right? And so I About think... 30 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it, with traffic, probably an hour. I, 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 w- I would say that you might get the, the one finger in certain parts of Chicago. Right, right. Let, let's not get it twisted, for sure. Sure. And then the potential... In the western them suburbs. In, in the western the suburbs. Valley, yeah. the Fox there, River area. In, yeah, in Chicago, if you're in traffic, they might jump out and try to, like, explain why they gave you that finger yeah, out here, yeah, too. Yeah. Especially, you know... Regardless, I mean, New York, Chicago, they're both big metropolis, you know, with... Yeah. with, with okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Suburbs. What do you like better? Oh, man. Chicago or... Man, so my friends are going to hear this... Um, Born and bred Chicagoan. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose right now to live in either New York or Chicago, my heart is going to be in New York for sure. For sure. Yeah. I didn't. Think, just, I didn't think you were going to go that way. I didn't. No, there's just something spe- for me. I mean, the city of New York, or like up, up for New York. C- city of New York. That's, I was yeah. there for 20 years. Um, there's just something special about about New York City. To me. My mom's uh, from the Bronx, and she moved to Jersey with, you know, obviously when I was younger. And she asked me, she's like, oh, you're up in Batavia, so you're you're near Chicago. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so is Chicago, like, she, she asked, is Chicago like New York City? And I'm like, yes, but the only difference that I can think of is that in New York, like, you, content, you consistently smell garbage. It is, right. yeah. there's garbage it is like and a lot not, less. Not, not to take away from New York City, but and a lot less. Chicago doesn't have that smell to it, and a lot less breakdance fighting. Well, 
Yes. Shout out, shout out, Mr. Freeze, a good friend of mine. Yeah. If you ever, you know. Anyway, break go ahead. Show. No, you can. This is an open <laughs> forum. You know, you know, there's your chance to be like, you know what? I wanted to say this, and now I got a chance. Well, the, the, the movie Flashdance, the opening scene in the rain. Jennifer you know, Beals. Yeah. We, 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 Wasn't that Pittsburgh, like a steel town city? I, I, I think so. but I, the, Because the, it well, is Pittsburgh scene, Steelers. Yes, opening scene of Flashdance, they're dancing in the rain with the umbrella. That's Mr. Freeze from the Bronx, good friend of mine. Oh, no kidding. Great dancer, yes. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, the garbage That's thing. Awesome. It back, is. Back to the garbage thing. Um, the urban planners looked at Chicago and said, how do we do this differently sure. than New York? Yeah. And so you look at all the deliveries are underground. All right. Chicago has alleys, unlike New York. New York has box trucks in the city, so you can't get by the streets, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So the urban planners looked at Chicago and said, hey, let's do this a little bit differently to make it more manageable. Let's whack yeah. it and yeah. uh, reverse the flow of the river. Exactly. I will yeah. say mm. that the, uh, the the gin that we just tried. Yes. The great, sm- great nose. Uh, good finish. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Good, uh, good front. The finish is like that gin finish. Not... So much do we mind. use the same criteria with the gin? Yeah. yeah so, nose, so palate finish. I do nose, nose, palate finish. Okay. All right. That's what I do. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't. Really do it, but it's me asking. Fin- finish is gonna be a little spice with a little juniper at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a combination of both. You've got you've got the woody juniper finish at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I I can immediately say from all I've known with the whiskeys I've I've had when I have this I can really get into the different flavors and the yeah. the flavors are really distinct. Yep. You know. So have you had, and we're going to try a couple different gins, but have you tried any of these gins, like like a gin and tonic? Sure. And how does how do, how do they differentiate? Match with, up. With, you know, yeah, mash up with the, the whole cocktail with tonic. and. Um, I, I, my only answer to that is let's try that dry gin, and you, you'll probably understand yes. what, what I mean. Here's my dry gin again. Very, very Obi-Wan. Yes, I okay. like it. Yeah. Yes, I like yes, it. You know. This is the only clear gin, actually. This is... Well, what we have before us. Well, the, the, yeah. Well, the one that we just... What was that one that we had? This is in my pocket. I'm sorry. I t- I t- I'm sorry. I took it. I yeah. just took it home. But yeah. So here, here's my dry gin. Look at the label. Again, shout out Dando Projects. Una oh, Hart, yeah, Sana's sister. It's got like a oh. nice... Uh, that, like a tile. Yes. I don't know how to explain around... The Chicago-esque the, flag... That label has won numerous international and national awards just for the label. So I want to get back to that real quick. So actually, uh, we have had some awards with... Over 100 internationally. And uh, like like 2017, 2016, what was the best new entrepreneur? Uh, Can you educate me on that? Yeah. Sonnet Robert were Entrepreneur Chicagoans of the Year in in the state of Illinois for, uh, for the work they've done. Yeah. And uh, it's remarkable. That was 2017. What was 2016? Uh, I mean, because I did see that as well. They did actually get another award for that. Yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, I, I'd have to look. But at this point, they yeah, won I'm so sorry, many awards. No, yeah. no worries. What, what, they what just I, won so many awards. Well, that's something about it because I saw that I should yeah. be better. Like, hey, Ken, yeah. just don't throw out 2016. What, you know what you're talking about. What I will say, only because I was very involved with um, the situation, was on March 18th when the federal government lifted the regulation to allow for distilleries to make hand sanitizer. Okay, that. Yes. We yeah, st- I remember that. And we I stopped remember all production. And by the way, two weeks prior to that, we had a company meeting and said, this thing is coming, meaning COVID, it's coming. We were actually sent home in late February before 
people were even aware of the situation. Said this thing is coming because because we're so tied in with Europe. Yeah. Said it's coming, so we're sent home. So on March 18th, when the federal government lifted the regulation, um, the next day we started making hand sanitizer. See now, okay, That's awesome. If I can grandstand a little, yeah. Um, that brings back to what I was talking about: progressiveness, leadership, understanding, vision, knowing what the landscape has What's before happening. you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and pivoting your business as, as fast as you can. Right, and so if we had the ability to make hand sanitizer, which we did, and the federal government said it's okay to do it now, because prior to March 18th, 2020, we couldn't, we said we're going to do it. And so we ended up making hand sanitizer. We think we're the second distillery in the States to make it. Yeah, um, well, you had, uh, uh, who was down there? Um, two brothers down in Aurora, Illinois. Yeah. They actually, they they kind of marshaled yeah. their efforts. I don't know what but the I want, order in which they all started. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. matter. But I mean, I want what I want to go ahead and like kind of pinpoint, and I think it resonates in what you're saying is you saw it, but not only did you just do it from a business standpoint, from like a goodwill understanding of a greater good. Yeah. Okay, that is where it sticks with me. It's like, okay, you move with it, and you're like, why are you doing it? Okay, business one thing, but the greater good. Right, and so and so within three days of March 18th, we had sent out our first donation. So every, every single Chicago Police Department, Fire Department, nursing home, Food Bank received some type of donation from Cobalt Distillery wow. when hand sanitizer was difficult to get. And so we looked back at it and we ran the numbers because they actually put me in charge of running the hand sanitizer business for that year, which I handled the entire thing. We donated over 10,000 gallons across Chicagoland. All right, we were actually recognized by Newsweek when Newsweek looked back at 2020. All right, so you had 49 Fortune 500 companies and then Cobalt for the work they did during the pandemic. Okay, see, now, yeah. when you say wow. those things, and you actually yeah. see not only word, but in deed, in practice, yeah. Yeah. it made complete sense. You guys were able to use the term pivot, but you're able to, like, we can do this, readily do this. And, and it's our duty to do it. And that is a leadership thing. That yeah, is completely it, it, a leadership it's thing. It's our duty. I, uh, yeah, and, I really and gravitate toward that kind thank of thing. Thank you. Yeah. And so the, the mayor's office actually awarded us with a medal of honor for our work. And rightly so. And this should be done so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, absolutely. You know, and I, I shake my head on that. I'm like, okay, that's the thing I've always been looking for. I mean, that's my holy grail of not only from an, uh, an organizational development kind of concept, but here we sit, like, oh, they, they put out, you know, a good product. But the deeper roots that basically yeah. drive the engine is not about the whiskey. It's about, about it, it, it comes down to the ability to go ahead and serve at a, at a higher level. And I'm not shocked that this is a high-quality product you're looking at right now. Koval 100% believes in giving back to the community, and that's an essential ingredient to who we are. Yeah. And if you look at back at how many people we've donated to or been a part of you look at roughly 365 charitable businesses a year that we give back to oh philanthropic easily it comes back from the greeks by far yeah by you know, far. to give back there's an expectation yep mm-hmm. and you're not doing it just for self-gain you're like hey we're doing it for the greater good yeah and, that, and that, that's exactly who koval is and we're never ever going to stray from that ever and I'm taking a deep breath. Can you give me a deep breath for a minute? I'm going to be honest with you. Please. Okay, yeah, because you're about to lie to us. I was lying (laughs) the whole time. Uh, Sandbagger. Never really ventured into the Koval world myself. Trying some of your spirits, awesome. Hearing about the history, awesome. Hearing about how you give back, awesome. Like, there is... 
like there there are so many reasons to go check out the distillery 4241 north ravenswood chicago and be uh you know try be part of that that community and, and be a part of uh the fan base because i'm i'm impressed i i, Thank you. I truly am I'm beyond impressed because, I mean, I did a little research on them like you did, Matt, and checked it out, whatever it may be. And you've got some, you know, formidable companies that are out there. But as we're talking things out, and it's kind of weird and different, whereas you got the quantitative we say versus the qualitative, okay? You can crunch the numbers. For me, I will go on, I will go on record and say this is probably one of the best qualitative experiences I've ever had yes. because of – not only what you're doing and the, and the reasons you're doing it, but the potential. I would imagine Covell, just if I'm even saying it right, I'm sorry, um, could probably handle whatever comes its way because uh, yeah. your position in that. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I would mirror what you say. I mean, knowing who our leadership team is and Sonnet and Robert and Mark DeSimone, our, our vice president, um, I would absolutely mirror what you're saying. Okay. These are highly intelligent people, very driven uh, with a common goal. Otto, I'm you know? glad you said that because I get like one out of ten people listen to me. <laughs> well, we only have like two <laughs> listeners, so. I'm that crazy man on the mountain. You know that. So All right. Let's try this drive. Next move. The, the, <laughs> after this, I promise you're going to have more because we're going to repost this. So okay. Yeah. okay. Thank you. Uh, dry gin. Dry Here we gin. go. Here dry we go. Gin. Again, not, not juniper forward. Try it. It's very floral. You're going to get a lemon on the nose immediately. Okay, I did. Right? Stop it. Yes. Witness <laughs> influence. I get gin on the nose. Gin on the nose? Do you? Gin on the nose. Okay. I don't get gin. I get, I get that lemon, like you just said. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, my, my wife will go crazy. For and for folks that are listening, this is the clear one. Yes. If it helps. All right. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So you don't get the evergreen okay. Christmas thing. No. No. It is sweet. It is mellow. It is... Lemon like zest, green the zest, the zest term you use makes sense. Yeah, we were talking about Chris Orlander. Yeah. Yes. Matt Booth, who owns Room 101 Gin, uh, Cigar Company. Yeah. He came out with Room 101 Gin, mm. and he was even saying, it's like, everyone's jumping on a bourbon train. I want to come out with a spirit that is makes not, sense. you know, whatever. And so yeah. he was like, I'm not going to explore or anything else. I'm going to explore. You know, so Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, ooh, yeah, the aviation. <laughs> yeah, well, he's also But uh, this is, again, not a big gym guy. This is okay, so something I, I would I would definitely go out and, and purchase and keep on the bar cart. Yeah. So on the back end, a uh, little bit of hint of a flicker, if you will, of uh, warming. Not anything not, out of hand. That's right? not overwarming. No, far from it. Yeah, it is very, yeah, yeah. the flavor once again jumps out at you. Hmm. It's almost unlike many gins out there. Yeah. Um, you're exactly right. I mean, there is... I mean, for me, if you talked about gin, the big two I know are like... Tangeray. Tangeray. Bombay, Sapphire. Yeah. And then, okay. basically, and like, then there it get, is. You, then you have your crafties, right? Like your, your aviation. So I don't know what you've done right here, because you got two guys who are just like not gin guys. Yeah. At all. Uh, aware of it, have drinks with it, you know, whatever it may be in the past, but it's not, you know, something we go to. But... And I think that's a testament to how well put together this product is. I would almost, I mean, what I would say is it's a premium gin. Okay. 
Okay, that's I would, the name I, I would. I would, that, I would not I would dispute put, what you're it, saying. It, you're not wrong. Up. You're it's not a wrong. Step up from it, it is your your next level. It is your top tier. Uh, you want Tanger Ray for like a, a a gin and tonic type of thing, and that's fine. But you want to drink gin because you're a gin fan, right? This is your gin. Well, for me, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. However, I, when you say top tier, yes, it is. But you're not looking at an eighty dollar bottle of gin. You're looking at a thirty nine dollar bottle of gin, yeah. right? Right. Exactly. And, so, right. And so and so so it's not going to hit your wallet, but it, it's going to hit people's mouths like, wow, that's an incredible gin. Well, for me. And the in packaging, my, too. You, you look at it, you're like, that looks like an $80 bottle of gin. Yeah, it, it does. Know? I mean, when yeah. I look at gin, all of a sudden, I'll be like, what you can do with this as far as the variety of cocktails, a variety of mixtures. Right. Uh, I would suggest endless. I mean, it's like that. It, it, it makes that mad scientist like, oh, this is what I want. This is the, yeah. you know, the element 115. I would say drinking gin neat. Mm-hmm. With no additives whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it's organic again. Here we have it, an organic, is, organic product. It is right? very, very good. Yeah, I went pleasantly shocked. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I absolutely can't wait for you guys to try our last one. Which our, is, our, your, our, is our that grand... your favorite child? Is, oh, is that what you're saying? For 100% the are my favorite child. Okay. I mean, shout out all our whiskeys and the, the, other, the other gins, but... Cranberry gin, out absolutely out of this world. Absolutely That's great. That it, I mean, it's amazing you have that latitude. The latitude of something, hey, definitively, this is the one for me, you know. Yeah. I'm Sorry. excited. We'll let the, the guys uh, uh, like, they've, they've been doing a lot of talking. So uh, in case you're listening, Koval Distillery, if you haven't heard, is located 4241 North Ravenswood Ave, Chicago, Chicago. Illinois, 606 Let's. Uh, can we spend a little time on the uh, the tasting aspect of it? Because I I know yeah. part of that legislation was to not only involve a distillery but the ability to have a tasting on site. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, again, Sonic the lobby, get the laws changed because you had some crazy, crazy laws going back to prohibition. Nonsensible, and mostly Illinois. Yeah, and yeah, and so she had to. She had to. She had to get it done in Springfield, which she did, and pretty much paved the way for the craft boom in the Midwest. My guess no is when you're talking Springfield, we're talking about state law. We're talking yeah. about that and the uh, intricacies that come with that. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Otto. So what, you know, her efforts, you know, their collective efforts. So now that she's changed up the, you know, the purpose and the reason for having a distillery, but the ability to have people on site to actually not only, you know, buy it, but enjoy it. Yeah. On site. Am I correct yeah. on that or Absolutely. no? Okay. Which is huge. And that actually is something that I looked at. I'm like, I definitely want to go there. Yeah. I want to go there. And my, my like-minded friends will, no matter yeah. be there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but everybody I talked to, I'm like, let's do this. Take this trip. Uh, well, you know, it, it was nice because we had support from the mayor's office, from the aldermen and Rahm Emanuel. He actually lived behind our distillery. And so he'd come out. He's, he's in Japan now. And so he's to... Uh, a good friend of Koval's, and so we had the support of the city for sure. And which, which is great because once in a while you hear all these like horror stories across the board, and maybe you have a yeah. negative attitude about you know government in general. Right. So and you can tell me better than it. But suddenly they looked at something and said, hey, "This makes sense. Let's move it yeah. forward." And it happened, and that is the spirit and the reason for government right. as far as a greater good for all, and we're the recipients of that, right? But again, when, when you're doing the right thing as a company and you're giving back. You don't have to tell me. It you already said, yeah. yeah. You know? no. and it, it wasn't just a ploy to get what we wanted. 
we're going to continue to do it, and that was always our mission, and that's never going to change. Like I said, what happens when your real life exceeds your dreams? Yep. Your Lord. All right, so here we are. We're going to try this cranberry gin. Let's do your, uh, so obviously you picked your favorite child. This is your go-to. Um, you know what? I, 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 I'm a fan of all the Koval spirits. Yeah. But of course, if I had to choose one, it would be cranberry gin. We're, we're talking three years. It's about three years old at this Let's point. Talk about and it. I'll, I'll pour us a glass. Yeah. And once again, Matt, where can we get that cranberry gin from? Get the cranberry gin from Cobalt uh, Distillery. Distillery.com. Or yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Or uh, uh, all 50 states, actually. Uh. Yeah, you know, so, so, so the cranberry gin, I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be a seasonal, kitschy thing, but it's quickly rising to one of our best sellers in the world at this point in time. What? In the world? Yes. And so all it is is you have our dry gin, which we just sampled. Sure. You've got organic cranberries. You've added sugar, and that's it. 60 proof. All right, this transcends. Yes, okay. this transcends all seasons. All right, it's absolutely incredible. Summertime, throw a little soda water, dash of Prosecco, and there's your patio spritzer for the summer. All right, wintertime, all right, fireplace, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, a sprig of rosemary, that's it. Folks, if you it's, obviously you can't see us, but. Otto's eyes are about as wide as they can get. Well, right Otto now gave because us clearly, the, uh, uh, he gave us the Koval yeah. cocktail catalog. Yeah, he did. he did. And I am stoked to bring this inside to my wife because she's going to go and say, "Okay, uh, so we have this, that, and the other thing down at the the bar cart. So we're we're drinking this tonight." And I think that, like you said, that I, mean, I haven't tried it yet, but the no, Koval I... um, cranberry gin. Is perfect for you know a uh, little. I haven't even touched a glass. Prosecco, this, little, you know. This buildup is insane. A, a, a Midwestern me. homage to European aperitif culture, using the Koval dry gin base, local organic cranberries, and hint of cane sugar. Its fruit forward and bittersweet flavors make it perfect and effortless. Okay. And so shout out my my wife Jenny. All who right. Had, who, who hadn't had. You know, uh, I guess a hard liquor since our wedding, for good reason. Anyway, um, until she tried Another this. Story. Until she tried this. Wow. Okay, okay yeah. my tears in my eyes right now, <laughs> they're from the smoke. Right. Okay, yeah. no judgment. Ken's no. got smoke in his eyes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Cranberry gin, I, I can tell you unequivocally, I've never met anyone that didn't like it. Okay, I'm feeling this guy's right. energy. Let's, Let's clink it, clink it. it. I've Let's never met it. anyone that, had, that didn't like it. Can we clink fast enough? Okay, there we go. I'll do the same, I'll do the same check downs. Obviously... Cranberry on the nose. Very sweet. Floral, very tart. Mm-hmm. Floral, for sure. Okay, guys. I haven't really even... So, for, for the listeners out there, the the, 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 the the scary part is that you don't realize you're drinking gin. What in the truck is this? Okay, I have not touched <laughs> it yet, guys, because I'm like... I don't know. Touch it. All right, here we go. Make eye contact. I'm at the tip. <laughs> I'm at the tip. The best. Holy moly. <laughs> you don't need Prosecco in that. You don't need anything. Okay, if the word ridiculous was a positive term, <laughs> yeah, insanity. Immediately Thanksgiving, we are drinking... The, Not the canned cranberries. No, what I mean is like the, the come-togetherness yes. where everybody goes to Thanksgiving, they don't really come around. If I brought my family around, I am distributing this amongst the masses. Here's the killer. Oh my. I'm not a gin fan. Goodness. I'm not a cranberry fan. Far from it. That is 
that right there would be something I would pour neat and say, hey, babe, like let's go outside yeah. and yeah. go poolside. The only time I have cranberry sure. is yeah. like I break it down and rub it as a salve when I'm too close to the fire. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> other than that. It, listen, it, it's an absolutely amazing cocktail. Amazing I can, spirit. I can see why that is your your favorite child. I mean, okay, that by is, the way, okay, that is, folks, that is your go-to. That is, I mean, if I were to pick a gin, that is my go-to. Okay, so folks everybody who have listened to me maybe once in a while, you're right, the tartness. It reminds me of, like, uh, drinking cherry juice almost. Uh, the alcohol content, I we didn't. I don't know what it is. Sixty. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, non-existent as far as the taste goes. It is all flavor. It is all flavor in this thing right here. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have my doubts about. It. I'm like, here we go. Because I, I, I try to be a purist. Yeah. And when you guys went ahead and mad scientist this thing together, and as I taste it, and you guys saw me look off in the distance, and I'm like, okay. Here we go. Star Wars 3, Return, you know, Return of the Jedi. Um, <laughs> immediately came to my mind. But no, uh, I don't I don't want to fluff this anymore. Uh, no, incredible. Uh, across the board, everybody I know would like it. Um, it's it's almost and a... And it stands alone. We haven't mixed it with anything. It's, it's just... It's a mixed drink in a bottle, and you don't have to. I mean, you could... Right. And I can see Prosecco in there just to give it a little bubble. And mind you, folks, we're drinking this at room temperature. There's no ice. There's nothing no, we're that. We're drinking uh, everything neat. There's no ice involved, no mixtures. There's. I will give the. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I'll give the listeners an example. So I just spent the last four days in the state of Wisconsin working with my distributor, Capital Houston. Amazing. Tom Shippen, shout out you. He's our portfolio manager. Of course. He's amazing. Um, and so we probably visited, I'd say, 40 places over the course of four days. 40? Whether it's on-premise, meaning, you know, bars or restaurants or off-premise liquor stores. And we sold into every single place that we visited Cranberry Gin. No every question. one of them was locked in. Every single person that tasted it said, that's a no-brainer. I mean, there's no reason why I wouldn't carry that on my shelf. I, Man, I'm looking at your face right now and your mannerisms. All right, so I'm not a mixed drink guy. As am I. I like my bourbon straight as it's intended. Like when I go to go get coffee and they're like, oh, what do you want? And I'm like, nothing. I want it black just like it was intended. Like it was brewed like that way. Sure. This is is uh, much different than... Uh, than it's almost you. like a secret that just and finally... I, I, I can't even explain it. You can drink it straight. You can drink it on the rocks. Yeah. Or, or as I said, summertime, a little soda water, dash of Prosecco. When you drink it, Otto, to get you know get deep. When you drink it, yeah. how do you drink it? I Soda water, dash of Prosecco. That's a spritzer. That's a spritzer right there. But, dude, like, I mean, we're drinking it neat, and I'm like, I'm licking my lips. I'm like, oh, that is, like, yum, yum. Yeah, you like, are. That is, that yeah. is. Yeah. There's I'm, like, no, I'm like, down, I can, boy. Like I, said, I can see the mixture. I can see a cocktail being made out of that for yeah. sure. But... Straight, neat. Well, sometimes you come across a mix or something like this that is like overbearing on the the flavor end. Okay, something like, oh my god, this is like too much of a punch. No, not so. No, that's a poolside. Not not so. Grab poolside drink. Grab the cocktail menu and then look at. Do you you have it handy? Mm -hmm. Do it now, Matt. Do it now. And so you're gonna see. Doing it. I'm doing it. Doing it it now. (laughs) (laughs) You you're gonna see that we actually break it out by season. Bottom line. You got spring, summer, fall, and so we're obviously in summer. The cran spritz. Look at the fall drink. 
I love that pragmatic approach. Right Fall I drink, really you have the... Autumn Orchard. Autumn Orchard, Read it. which is two ounces of Koval Cranberry Gin Liqueur, which is what we're drinking. Phenomenal, mm-hmm. by the way. Four ounces of apple cider. Oh, my goodness. And then two dashes of aromatic bitters. Amazing. You talk about fall spirit right there? What? You talk about pumpkin picking and the leaves changing? Come on. So, well, like, what we usually do here at the... the I'm quiet for a change. Just, I've just digested is, uh, it. Sorry, When we Sorry, go, like, uh, walking around, checking out Christmas lights, like, we, we put... Um, yeah. We do uh, apple cider and, like, uh, you know, some Jack Daniels Applejack in there, you know? And yeah. mix it up. And that's our little Yetis. And we walk around and we check out... Yeah. A little bit of the sacrament. This is... This will be... This will be... Yeah. Our, our this year's walking around checking out Christmas <laughs> lights with some apple cider and some maybe some bitters and yeah wow so I mean just a little background so folks when we start getting ourselves ready what Otto's like hey I'm gonna put this out there and he kind of like gives a little bit of like a, hey pay attention to this black bird charm yep. I'm like okay whatever I mean Otto he likes it that's great and I you know me He's you know I, for last for a reason I uh, generally am uh, I'm not gonna say I'm a cynic. But I'm like, okay, you know, one flavor versus another. And when I sip this immediately, I'm like, you said 60 again? What is that? No. Uh, (laughs) I'm pouring myself I hate the (laughs) – here's what I hate the fact about it. This is what I hate. And let's not go ahead. It's not an indictment on the rest of the things we drank all night today. This thing right here – it does make sense. It makes sense with the quality concept, the quality control. The it's put together with uh, some great forethought. Yeah, and I think I'm not wrong on that. And uh, if, I, if I understand it, like Koval's not into a lot of like flavors and stuff like that. Whatever. Right? Is that but true? But this is probably what the only flavored, if you would. I'm doing air quotes. If you're not, yeah. I mean, we, we you are. We have we've we've got our, our liqueur line, our, our rose hips, and our coffee, and our chrysanthemum and honey. But in terms of whiskey and gin, no, it, it, that's not our thing. But I think we found something in the cranberry gin, and we're 100% running yeah. with it right now. I'll tell you what I enjoy about this company: you keep everything in front of you. Okay, there's no. What I mean by that is, you know, historically when you're trying to like organizational development, it's in front of us, and we know what we're good at. Yeah. We stick to what we're good at. But we also are progressive enough to know that, listen, the masses out there, we're plugged into what the masses have to say yeah. and appreciate. And, yep. of course, the people that put these things together. So I'm sure you guys had, this is great, but I'm sure you had some things you're like, oh, this, this is not good. We're not going to go that way. We're not going to work that way as it is. You kind of knocked that out of the park with this. Thank you. you know, everything, everything is trial and error. I mean, we realize that. Historically, yeah. I right. mean, anything that's worth anything. Right, and so and so so you you know you you realize that maybe that's not the best fit, and so you you work yeah, it, that's rework the best it, or best fit. Yeah, you, you rework it, but I think that we have um, obviously with all the spirits, but I think we we found something very special in the cranberry gin. Special is the best term. Yeah. Um, like I said, you're talking to a couple of guys who are whiskey guys, and suddenly you went in and converted us to gin yep. in yeah. a matter of a freaking converted me into almost rye. <laughs> I was Amazing. Been rye. Amazing. But I had Golly. you. At, I had you at hello. You had me at hello. I did. Uh, so, uh, aside from uh, Wisconsin, I was out in, in Montana last summer, 
and I was working with my broker out there, uh, Jade Martin from Hayden Spirits, Joe Conti, Jade Martin. Hayden Spirits. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, you know, th that's a control state, and, and so we went and probably saw 25, 30 liquor stores. Every single liquor store in the state of Montana took it. And they're just like, that cranberry gin, forget about it. So, um, you yeah. know, because and so so that that alone, those are the small successes that we find. You know, when we're trying to penetrate a market, you know, who are you? You're some distillery yeah. from the city of Chicago. And you're out in Montana. Let me just try it. When well, you said small successes, I would can I if I can. Yeah. Um, I don't really think successes are obviously you know, a correct term, but you're like okay, there's that moment where people get us, they get our expression. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and I think that is you know we're at that self actualization stage, you know, in Maslow's you know hierarchy of you know needs. Suddenly we're like okay, this is what we're trying to do in. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This is what I'm trying to show you. And when people get it and understand that, I do too. And it is like, okay, you get it too? This is what we're striving for. And it comes back on you is, yeah, we are a, a straightforward group for the greater good. Yeah. And we get something, the rest of the world gets it. I mean, that is so gratifying. I, I, I don't think I've ever anything at had that in my life. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're talking about lofty goals. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, we, we all have lofty goals, but you know, we're uh, you're gonna throw out a line and see who bites on it. So I love uh, the fish, and that question. is awesome. Yeah. I will go and clink you to that because throw a line out, see what bites. Yeah. My next question was, <laughs> yes, where can folks find Koval? And from my experience, yeah, I mean, you could find it at any liquor store. Yeah, and any reputable ones. You know, Koval, I, you know, again, I wasn't there in, in the very beginning with Sonnet, Robert, and Mark, but I can tell you that the goal initially, was, it wasn't world domination. It was win your backyard, all right? And so that's what Koval's done. And so I, you can, I would be, I'd be surprised if you couldn't find us at pretty much any liquor store in the greater Chicago area. I will area. say that I found it in places that I didn't think I was going to find right, it. So, right, right. yes, uh, a mission accomplished. Well, I right. joked about what I said earlier today. I, I want to work for your company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's in line with my goals and what I think is important, you know, yeah. which is weird because you, you know how weird I am, man. Yeah. And Otto's figuring it out. Really like, weird. wow. When, she well, goes, he, when, Matt, when Otto goes back, he's like, I think it was cool, but that Ken guy. No, no, you, yeah. guys, you, you guys have been amazing today. But no, no as I said, you can um, pretty much find us in any liquor store in the greater Chicagoland area, and we any liquor store in Golly, like any. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're you have obviously. I, I'm sh trying to think back, but you, you're in all the Benny's look, all 46 Benny locations. Yeah. So when no we talked about a little earlier about Joe and Joanne's, and we were like that common person. And Dom's and Mariano's and, and Garfield's yes, and all the I've big seen <laughs> It's like uh, anybody listening would be like, okay, if we can go ahead without a question, say, if they walked in somewhere and they saw Koval. Okay. They're not going to miss. Yeah. Right. You know, if they're trying to impress the new father-in-law, they're trying to grab something for their friends, you know, their buddies, their, 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 old, their old guys, they, their golfing buddies, or their old frat friends or whatever from college. If they grab something from Cabal, I'll, I'll go on that. I'll go on record and say, yeah, you're not going to miss. I would right. say uh, when my buddies from Jersey come and visit, mm -hmm. and if you're listening, come and visit. Jeez, yeah. I'm waiting. Because we're going to be uh, having like a uh, knuckle fight out here. I know that. I'm in. I have. I, have, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a pit, pit fight. I know of a bottle that I'm going to give to them just to say this is a rite of passage. Got it. 
Is, is it the cranberry gin or, or the bottle and bottle? No, no, no. Then I'm going to say, here's something that's actually <laughs> That good. is the mystique right. of this auto. Gosh. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to, yeah. Let, let's wash that taste out of your mouth with something that's actually <laughs> worth it. <laughs> uh, any upcoming events or anything uh, happening at Caval Distillery that we should know about? You know, Jamie Kennedy, our events coordinator, she does an incredible job. If you go to www.covaldistillery.com. We got to meet her. He said all the names. We got to meet all these yeah, people. Landing page pops up. We do numerous, numerous events daily at Koval. Um, daily? Last, yeah, daily. Uh, last Friday, we had a chalk event in our parking lot with kids and moms. And, like, we had this world-around chalk guy doing, like, designs with kids. And it's cool stuff. So, yeah, just check it out. You'll see. You'll see for sure. So, folks, uh, in case you haven't heard us the couple, maybe dozen times that we said it, uh, Koval Distillery is located 4241 North Ravenswood Ave. Chicago. Chicago, Illinois. 606-13. Or you can check them out at www.koval-distillery. Yeah, you know, you can put either one in. You'll find it. Google it. Uh, Phenomenal stuff. Uh, Dude, thanks for coming. Um, we'll go straight to our ratings real quick. Let's go. Okay, um, well, we got, well, let's line them up. Let's line them up. I will say first uh, for the cigar. Um, let's get that out. Dude, I'm, I'm just entering my last third. You guys have been doing a lot of talking, so you guys oh have some catching up to do. Okay. Um, dude, my... This Nika Rustica. 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 From, like uh, it, it, from uh, Drew Estates. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, for the price point. For $5, no brand. Is that where yeah. we're at? I mean, is, is that our gauge? The Dude, flavor versus And we've the, done price points before. We, we, we've when we touched did the, on the, that. The, we, so I was down uh, Chattanooga, and I did the Chattanooga whiskey, and he was like, oh, I found Chattanooga 111. I'm like, cool, I got the 91. Let's do it together. Yeah, he did, I, did the, I did the 111, either the 91 removed. But I mean, dude, I for 31... 30, 40 bucks a bottle. 32 bucks on whatever. Average. On average. Phenomenal stuff. And, and like so we, we said, took it, the, we took the price point and we were like, yep, that is, you know. Yeah. And we also went the act of further and she said, if we want to introduce somebody into the whiskey brown liquor world, I would introduce them to this with the Chattanooga because the way it, now, obviously, we're talking about Colbell, different rarefied it's a different air. Game. It's uh, a different game. So, uh, starting with the cigar, five bucks. Yes, I'll smoke it again. I'll smoke it again tomorrow. Uh, the rating, good rating. Uh, I will say burns well, good flavor, good presentation. And we uh, we're, we're super stifflers about this because we do figure skating rules. Right. So anything over ten, like what are you gonna give after that, right? Like so yeah, it's like, yeah. It's seven, almost like seven. Jesus pointing down. Seven point seven. Oh my God, dude! You were almost eight. Wow, are you sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah, almost eight. That's not the Covell talking. It might be. Okay, but well, seven point eight. Uh, no, seven point seven. This is pretty goddamn high. You know yeah. what? No, seven point eight. Okay. Seven point eight. Otto's at that point. We're gonna yeah. and Otto. You know what? We've never had a guest actually, and I. You're a quality kind of guy. Thank you. After so, I'm done, I want you to jump in and say ten point scale. Because we've had cigar owners here, and I'm like, rate your cigar. And I'm like, yeah, I know where that is. Okay, base, okay so I'm going to base it on not only the qualitative, but the quantitative. Yeah. Clearly, right off the bat, you said that the vein issue 
that comes into play. That's something they need. They need to go ahead and actually lock that down. It's called a rustica. So I, I understand. Okay, I do enjoy the fact that they rustica. did the act of furtherance to go ahead and like the front and the back of the cigar. That yeah. was cool. That yep. caught my attention. And like for a person who didn't know any better, like oh fuck, look at that. Sorry, we're explicit, aren't we? Um, we will now. Yeah, we are. Are we? Uh, I'd be like, I'd look at that and I'd say, oh, that looks impressive. Yes. That front to back. The best you get out of me on this one right here, and you've had quite a few cigars, 6.9. 6.9, okay. 6.9, hey, hey, listen, uh, almost 7 is almost like that's, that's yeah. still it, Yeah, it is, it's on the higher end. All right. Okay, we're about a, we're about a full point away on this. Auto? Um. You know, being an outsider in the cigar world, put him on a spot here. Yeah, you know, it's fine. I, I I would give it a, a six point five. He's on the other end. Yeah. Okay. And that's good. I mean, that's it actually good. is. You know, and, that, and I like that because you got yourself. Hey, this is what I feel and taste at the given moment. Six point five. Yeah, it, it was it was a great cigar as I mentioned for the price for five dollars. Sure, would I buy it? One hundred percent, I buy it. But yeah, it, it it didn't absolutely blow me away. There you go, and I think it, that's it where me and you are at. Sure, I mean it was from a good that. Cigar. I didn't like I said earlier before, I, I would, would I buy this? Yes. Would I offer yeah. this? Yes. And I think that's exactly where a part of the qualitative. Yeah, but but the question is, if that if that cigar was twenty dollars, would you, would your rating be different? Because in your mind, you think I have to rate it higher because it's more expensive. Well, no. you got to you make a great point, and I think where we. Can I say we progress? We're not cavemen anymore. Yeah, I would probably in bring that in. Infer it might have danced. If you're making me think on the spot, it wouldn't have been higher than a seven point one. And so, so if if it was priced higher, you might have bumped your score. I made up, and I think everybody does. Like I have in the humidor in the house, I have very expensive. I have two very expensive Cubans. Shh. And I think government is listening. I think that uh, they're very expensive. Um, and yet and to be smoked. Have you smoked one before or no? So, so I, 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 no, I have not smoked one before, but I have two. And they're about in like the $400 but I, range. I know you're onto First something cigar. because I'm talking about the min, diminished returns. But like if you were to take the band off and I was going to say, hey, buddy, smoke this, rate it. Right. I, I guess the question is, do you want to devalue your product, right? And so... Do you want to put a price point at five dollars? Perfect setup for him. Perfect setup. <laughs> yep, knowing, you're welcome. Yeah. N- knowing, knowing that. Oh, I bid it. I mean, I told him I changed my score. I bid. <laughs> knowing the hook that it's is a five dollar cigar because people might think of it as a five dollar cigar, and so my score might have been a little bit higher had you. Oh, Otto, you're correct, and I think the rest of the world gets that. Yeah. When we have price perspective, if that's the term I want to use. Exactly. Sure. Because another thing about it is this. I'm not going to pay a bunch of money and then tell you that sucks. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, no, this thing's great. Okay, so, okay, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah. so to, I think what Otto's trying to get in line at with, is that in line. Koval right. does not, it, it is not this uh, super expensive, hard to get, blah, blah, blah. They're, what I understand. Reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced. Clearly. I mean, but, if but I were not, to go but, to a Benny's or to a liquor store and say, hey, for 40 or 50, 30, whatever bucks, I can get this this rye. Yeah. Dude, I'm buying it. Right. How, how about 29 bucks for the cranberry? And so, Dear Lord. Yes. Is that a fact? That's a fact. And okay, so, so we've unpacked a lot. Yeah. 
Yes. So, so, so the question is, how do you price your products, right? Yep. And and with Coval, yes, we look at ourselves as a high-end spirit because we are. Or at least we're so. We're also making it affordable so. for the masses to drink. We're not trying to alienate people. Well, they, like they more get... like you're like more like a, a premium spirit. Yes. But you're not high end as right. far as like oh you're you're gonna put that next to the bookers you're gonna that, put that that's next been, to the pappy and man if you hear what i've been saying that's pretty much in line with what i've been saying all along as far as how you put a product out there yep uh you have to be strategic about how you how, strategic's how you a good word i mean you're basically not only okay you're in the business to go ahead and make a profit but by the same breath uh listen we're doing this for a, a higher purpose yep. uh the reason is okay here's what we have we're good at this we have made darn sure that we are a quality control aspect. And when we do it, we are trying to go ahead and not only just like target a certain audience, we're trying to bring everybody into it. So I could not, could not have said it better. Okay. Yeah. I would say that. Okay. You can hire me on Monday. There are a lot of spirits here. And uh, instead of trying to rate them all, I would go ahead and just pick my favorite and just rate that. I dare you. And my favorite is this rye bottled in bond. I'm going to make two. I'm going to make a gin, no, and I'm going to make a rye. you got to pick one. Well we, gotta, <laughs> well, we can't go ahead and rate gin <laughs> versus pick one. It's like saying, hey, do you like a happy? Right. Oh, okay. Right, I'm going to pick two. Uh, no doubt. I like the rye. The rye did rock me as far as I was so impressed with the ability for 100% rye. To go and said, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, you're four? In fact. You're four. I'm four grain? I'm going to pull myself You're four one. grain. You're four grain. And I'm all about, you know, melding, mixing, whatever it can be. It is basically a, uh, a mad scientist dream. That actually right there for me when I was able to go ahead and taste and enjoy. But you know what? We're talking about margins. We're talking about the, the edge of a knife. Uh, all those raw, I mean, I literally I look at the bottle, and the bottle's like literally shaking. Ken, what about me? I'm like, yes, I see you. I do. But, However, if I'm trying to be, you know. Yeah, that cranberry is a close second, though. Now, okay, okay. Let me go ahead and say about the, uh, the four. I'll call it the four. I like the else. <sighs> 8.1. For 1. sure. For the four grain? Yes. Mm. Going away. Probably one of the highest I've ever given. You know what? I'm changing that. 8.3. 8.3 wow. for the four 8. grain. 8.3 on the four grain. And, nice. and the other thing about it is because I already hit a bunch of booze before that, yeah. you do get clouded. Yeah. You do. But if I really, I mean, you go back to that data bank called the Carnival Horrors, my brain. Uh, I'm looking at that. I'm like, those. the way you put the four of those together. And the taste at a neat level. It works. Nothing ever had before. It works. So I'll give it an 8.3. Now, we're coming to the gin. And we have been... I know you like the the love child. Yeah. Which is good. That last thing I drank? Cranberry. 8.5. Wow. No doubt. With the anticipation that thing's going to be mixed and turned into something. 2010. Odyssey. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Great score. Yeah, that's uh, probably the ho- one of the highest scores I've given to anything that yeah. you know has been recognized at least on this. So you, we have we, we have seven different spirits sitting in front of me. You do. Um, you're asking me to ch- 
choose one? I'm making it easy on you because you got seven. Right. And I know, let's go with, uh, that's my point. You make two. You got a gin, clearly, and you got yourself a brown one. Right. I would go, I would go with the, uh, the rye. Bottom bond rye. Hunter yeah. proof. Yep. All right. Which I'm buying tomorrow. Yep. Me too. Because I can't drive right now to go get it. Yeah. But go ahead. 8.5. 8.5, folks. Because, because I know that we're capable of more. No question. We're At some point, we're going to get to that 9.5. You're never going to get a 10. 9.5. At some point, we will. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm a big see, naked and afraid fan. That answers my... PSR. That answers my question. Where do you see Cabal in ten years? Uh, Nine point five. Right. I yeah. don't think so. I think it's. I don't think it's limited to that. Yeah. But listen, I'm gonna be on uh, again. I'm gonna be honest with you. God damn. You're welcome. Come on. I uh, haven't scored anything in nines except for one episode. Everything else has been in the nines or sevens, yeah. uh, unless there was something that I just really didn't like, and I was in the sixes or maybe even fives. But yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the rye is is up there. I would give that, I would give that an eight point seven. Shit, has that gone ahead and changed your opinion on rye? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. That is a litmus test right there, my um, friend, because I know what you think about rye. But uh, we're we're here. We're uh, we're taking the bands off. Uh, we're in our last thirds. Uh, this tells me this episode is down to a nub, Otto. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I, I had a phenomenal time out here in Batavia. Two wonderful gentlemen right here. You're too kind. Yeah, and um, I please come visit us at the distillery. And, folks, do and yourself a favor and meet 42, this cat. 4241 okay. North Ravenswood Ave. Chicago. Uh, make damn sure you meet Otto. Uh, he's <laughs> a treat. He's yep. something else. Thank I appreciate you, you taking the time, and, uh, uh, and I appreciate all the samples that you brought. Uh, I will be picking up a bottle of Caval for my bar cart uh, <laughs> next time I go down to my local Benny's, or if I can find it down at my buddy Joe, he owns Craft and Smoke down in Batavia, Illinois. So check he, out Craft and Smoke. He does. Uh, <laughs> folks, remember to hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, do all that so you don't miss an episode. Until we put smoke in the air again, folks, stay safe, stay smoky, stay classy. Until we see you again, here at the Cigar Social Podcast. Folks, I cannot echo those sentiments anymore. I will give another shout-out to Otto. What a pleasure. Uh, very educational, great representative of Koval. Uh, I hope you guys came away from more educated before we started here. Yep. And uh, I'm completely enlightened. So, I'm Word Upward. Thank you all. Thank you all.